Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I want to tell you something. What? You have... I'm going to cry. Oh my God, don't cry. You have been... Such an amazing friend all summer. And I always knew that you were going to be a special person in my life, but it's just really, it's really been very obvious to me this summer. And I would love for you to be a bridesmaid on my wedding day. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I've never been a bridesmaid. (laughs) I've never got married. (laughs) I would be honored to be a prize. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I'm not gonna hold you guys. I what you're about to hear is a, an incredible conversation that I had with Ray Sani about the season finale of Summer House. It's a long one, you guys, maybe one of the longer episodes that I've done. So again, I'm not going to keep you guys here too long. But then also I was thinking maybe this is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because what am I going to talk about? Could I, could I get in, you guys into the Kardashian corner real quick? Sure. Let's, uh, kick off our Yeezy slides and talk about it. Three main storylines that happened in the last week. One, um, Kim is doing a a product line for Skims. Well, breaking news. She tries to employ Addison Rae to do these like silly little TikTok dances. She can't do them. We all know Kim can't dance for the life of her. So she ends up quitting pretty quickly and ends up doing, you know, she's like waxing philosophical about how 
it's best to just stay true to yourself and do what is natural to you and what it can do brought out Paris Hilton to do a throwback 2000s photo shoot with like uh, velour track suits in front of a Range Rover and uh, a Motorola Razor. Okay. <laughs> Second storyline, we had uh, uh, Chloe bringing back Shorty. You guys remember Shorty from season one, the homeless man that they did a makeover for and then promptly did not speak to for the next 13 years, only to bring him back in season 20 for what? I'm not sure. It made me very uncomfortable. Um, there was some vague conversation about how or if they were going to help Shorty. So Chloe said, you know, the one thing that I get asked more than anything is what happened to Shorty. Um, a couple people had reached out to her and given his location. Apparently he worked at a laundromat. She went to go find him. The laundromat closed because of COVID, but she ended up finding somebody who was in contact with him. And then they ended up uh, talking to him. He came over for lunch and he had been heavily hinting. So in season one, I guess they were like asking him, like, do you want, to us to try and find a place for you but he was like no I just really like to be out here um I don't want to have a home now he's sitting there at lunch saying over and over I want my own place I'm living in a hotel with my brother I just really need my own space I need a place for my own this is very important to me etc and they're like yeah well we hope you get that you know, and then in the talking heads, they're talking about like, oh, you know, we want to help Shorty as much as we can. Okay, well, are you going to? It was just very vague as to what they were doing to help him. They said they wanted to help him, but I don't, there was never a moment where they gave him an apartment, the apartment that he wanted and, and needs. And it was just very uncomfortable because why are we having this man come back on TV unless you're really going to help him? Like it would be nothing for you guys to get this man a one bedroom apartment or a studio. It would be no problem at all. And yet they're acting like they can't when they really could buy him a multi-million dollar mansion if they wanted to. And you know, that's just another house in their portfolio. I, I mean, there was a point where like he ends up leaving and they end up FaceTiming with him later. And he does say thank you for something, but they don't say what. And it wasn't an apartment because he said, oh, I'm like working towards getting an apartment. And they're like, oh, congrats. Keep working hard in that job that you don't have because we saw that the laundromat closed down and keep working towards your dreams. Again, like, what's our end goal here? Because if it's just to have somebody come back from season one, I don't like that. Ugh, I hope he's in an apartment. I hope he found everything that he needed because basically these people are, you know, exploiting him for ratings. So give him an apartment, you know? Um, what else? Oh, um, Courtney invited uh, some lifeguard to have like a practice run <laughs> for the kids because they're in their, you know, gorgeous Malibu rented Airbnb or whatever. And this turns into Scott being jealous 
and this turns into like a, are we going to really try and make this relationship work or not? Um, obviously we know uh, if they did, we didn't see it because now she's with Travis. Conveniently, there was a People article about how um, Scott really has a hard time when Courtney's in other relationships and how the Travis of it all has been even more difficult because they have that history. They both are like a little family with their children and you know, th this has been an issue for him. Um, aren't you dating that child bride Hamlin Rinna? What's, wh aren't you still doing that? It was, it's confusing for me. <laughs> it's really confusing for me. But, um, the one thing that I didn't find interesting from that episode is that Courtney told Scott, and she also said in a confessional, Scott and I have had these conversations multiple times. I have told him the things that I need and want from him before I'm even going to entertain the possibility of getting back together. And he has not done those things. Now we have seen an incredible transformation from one Scott Disick. So I'm curious to know what is the thing? What is the thing that he has not done? And he specifically asked her that she didn't answer. And it leads me to believe that it must be something that she's protecting him from. And, you know, that's a question that I would like to have answered, but you know, that's his life. That's their life. But it's also on a show. So, you know, let's get some answers, you guys. Um, you know, do I want to talk about Demi and the yogurt shop? I do not. Do I want to talk about Caitlin? Um, announcing her run for governor? Girl, come on. I just feel like the greatest conversation that we could be having about Caitlyn in this run, this like egomaniacal trip down government lane is not the conversation for me to have because I'm not a trans person. And, but I am listening and I fully understand why everybody feels the way they feel. I think that Caitlyn, um, it, Again, it's another thing that makes me uncomfortable because I feel like Caitlyn still thinks that she has certain um, privileges that she had before she um, uh, transitioned. And I think it's going to be a very humbling experience for her to realize that people are going to use her. I, and I don't like that. I don't like Caitlyn, but I don't like that either. And... Also, it's just like stupid. Like last episode, didn't you see um, your little friend Sophia asking um, Chris, what can we do because Caitlin's so bored and she can't go on the, the uh, motivational speech circuit? Um, and Chris was like, hey, get on YouTube. Um, it wasn't, hey, try to become the governor, governor of California. Um, didn't we all see what happened to Kanye? Kate? Babe? What's happening here? Stupid. It's all very stupid. Um, what else could I really talk about? I don't know who Jana Kramer is, you guys. Do I want to know? I heard she's getting a divorce and a lot of people are saying that this is like a very messy relationship that she's been in. And it's kind of making me want to dip a toe in because I do love, you know, like white influencer mess. But also I just feel like mm, I don't really know what she does. I saw that she had a podcast and I saw that she has like a wine, but was she on a show? Like, why does everybody know who she is? Is it just from Instagram? And do I want to know the answer to that? <laughs> I don't think I do. 
kind of like if I did, I, I would have looked into it. So with that, you guys, um, here comes my interview with Raisani. Um, the beginning of it is a little bit cut off, but we were talking about um, she is a writer for um, a Black Lady Sketch Show, a great show. If you guys have not seen season one, check it out. She was a writer for season one and season two. And yeah, so that's what you're going to hear. We're, the beginning of this is a conversation about that. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. It was such a fun conversation. We talk about everything. Um, we talk about how race can factor into the summer house. We talk about everybody's dynamic. We talk about that living garbage pail kid, Hannah, and how she sucks, but also how we also shouldn't give, uh, Luke all the credit in the world for his, albeit amazing transfer transformation. He's still a fuck boy and we need to acknowledge that. Okay. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. If you're able to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would love that. If you want to check out my Patreon, I'm at patreon.com slash Podcast. I have given you the recaps of the Lindsay Lohan um, docuseries that she did with Oprah. We have done the entire Bethany Ever After slash Bethany Getting Married universe series, all three seasons of it. And now I'm talking about the Ashley Simpson show. Seasons one and two. We're in the middle of season one. Uh, yeah, you guys, check it out if you haven't. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye. Mother You think you're the smartest person in the room. This is how you're acting? Can you expect me to propose to you? Are you kidding me? Shut the f up! Did you hear No. I am out. I'm, um, I'm actually, like, super, 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 super excited for everyone to see did because we like worked super hard and I don't know you know like what's so fun about Black Lady Sketch Show is that it's not uh necessarily topical because we have to do it before they shoot and all that stuff and mm. so it's just pure escapism and yeah um, it's very rare that you find that on tv these days I think you know it's it almost feels irresponsible to not talk about the goings-on when you're making television these days yeah but, Black people hardly ever get to escape, so I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity to, like, fully indulge in my most absurd and uh, silly self. And, you know, I hope you guys look at or watch. I'm, I don't know why I said look, la- look at, like, I'm from Oklahoma or something, but <laughs> if you watch the show, <laughs> I hope you um, feel the same sense of escape and, like, lightheartedness and joy that we uh, try to imbue the show with. I'm, I'm so excited to dive in. I just, yeah, you guys did such a great job last season. Quinn oh, Brunson is just star, and I love her so much, so... Uh, yeah, but uh, Quinta's not on this current season because she had like okay. uh, scheduling conflicts and stuff. But okay. if you haven't watched the first uh, episode, it came on Friday. <clears throat> uh, Quinta isn't there, but the two new women who are on the cast are like phenomenal. Sky Townsend, who just oh, yeah. happens to be Robert Townsend's daughter, yeah. and and uh, Lacey Mosley, who is like. Of course. Really popular for her um, podcast. I think a scam goddess or whatever. And I think everyone will have a good time. So thank you for inviting me to plug. I love that. That's yeah, exciting. <laughs> and then, uh, I used to do those Beyonce impersonations, didn't she? I feel yes, like she did. That's very guy. funny. That's yeah. Guy. 
Yes. Okay. Great. That's awesome. It's lucky her for being the the daughter of Robert Townsend. Like he really doesn't get enough clout. He's incredible. No, he really doesn't. Like he really doesn't. And I think you know, like us writing a sketch show on HBO. Like he had one like back in the nineties, like early nineties, yeah. whatever. And so it's like it was like really really cool to be like cognizant of our legacy while we were writing the show, and then to see Sky make it come to life is like really really cool. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. Um, let's get into Summer House. Oh please! Just, oh my God! Like what a what a treat of a season. Um, did you watch from season one? Like yes, like the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I just started watching last summer, and I was really? like, "Wow, that's yeah." Did you start with season one, or did you jump in at season four? Season one, I'm a total, like, completionist. Like, I yeah. have to know all the backstory. So, okay. yeah, I binged it. Okay. And if- this is interesting because I find that binging a series is different from experiencing it live in some mm-hmm. ways. Not always, yeah. but, like, in yeah. some ways because the um i think like when you're binging something you're more confident about your opinions on someone you're like okay i've assessed this person in episode one or episode two and then you know you can ride that out and there's no like twitter week to week to to like challenge your opinions on somebody um so so what did you think like who are your season ones like okay this is my these are my people okay so shocking well i don't know if this is very shocking but i thought season one Steven McGee was like the real kind of foil, the sort of like Greek chorus. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed him season one. Um, and I don't really think that I felt very strongly about anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really liked Steven. I want to know, like, are those rumors actually true about Steven and the work as twin- twins being racist? And that's why they got kicked off the show? Like, oh, I, I didn't know. hear that rumor. The rumor I heard was that, <clears throat> excuse me, the show was going to, like, decide between which kind of half of the house mattered. And the mm-hmm. work as twins gave an ultimatum, I think, about Carl. And... Yeah. Uh, and if I'm remembering correctly, this is like a couple of years ago, but uh, I think that uh, the story is that the work as twins gave production an ultimatum because by that, by the time season three was coming, like the house was split in half because Carl fucked up <laughs> with one of the workuses. And, right. and Steven sided with his friends, the workuses. And so I think production was like, all right, whatever. And to be honest, th- <clears throat> I liked Steven a lot, but they're not suffering without him absolutely not and based on like I don't keep up with him but wait based on like the people like the vile people from Bravo like he's always just on the wrong side of history like he's really good friends with Stassi. Yes, he's obsessed with Jax right I've seen that on yeah. Instagram like it's con- like he's really hooked hooked on the <clears throat> VPR cast you know I'm always this is not fair this is not fair I recognize it I'm saying this before I get it out so, audience, please don't sass me on Twitter. I've had enough of people yelling at me because things I said on podcasts. But um, I f- I'm always extra sup- suspicious of people who are marginalized in some way or another, siding with open racists or... Yes. So, it's like, you're going to be a gay dude who's, like, real close up with these people who don't respect 
minorities in some way. Like, it makes me wonder about you. And Stephen's whole story, his first season was that he's from a Christian Southern family that didn't accept that he was gay. And it's like, oh, so you come from a prejudiced family and you've had this hard experience coming out to them. They don't acknowledge your queerness or whatever and what you decide to do with your platform and your celebration of yourself on tv is to hug up and love up on people who are also prejudiced that seems absurd to me yeah I agree I it's very strange it's really like dark you know there's like a darkness to that he's really got to figure it out but you know not on tv not on my television that's for sure. <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right, let's talk about the finale. I mean, I, I feel like we have not had such a solid season of any Bravo show in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm it felt complete, boring. didn't it? It really did. They did everything right with like the quarantining all those people in that house, and it re- mm-hmm. didn't feel like suffocating. No, like it I didn't. don't feel like we missed anything. No, and. What I think was so special to me about the season, first of all, can I accept my flowers for being right about Hannah from the minute we met her? Yes! Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know she would be this terrible, but I remember being like, I don't like this girl. Like, I don't like her. And I loved Paige, so I was, like, sitting there thinking I was the bad guy. Like, what is it that I don't like about this girl? But I just didn't like her. Whatever. But I, I only mentioned the fact that Hannah sucks so early in the conversation because I want to compliment the rest of the cast. It's like the Bravo edit or the edit for the show this season focused entirely too much on Hannah, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I could see how after watching this season, people would take away that Hannah is like the star of the show or the reason the show is good. But I find that I was enjoying the show this season so much in spite of Hannah and yeah. I'm nervous that um people are gonna think that she's necessary for the season six uh like good chemistry good showing but truly I think what was special was like all the moments that happened around her or in spite of her or you know what the group was doing when they were connecting with Hannah not around I agree I think we are and I think Housewives is to blame for this we are like conditioned to believe that it's necessary to have somebody who is a villain or a potsterer. <laughs> yeah, we don't, it's not vital to every No, show. And you're so right about that. Because I like, I noticed, <clears throat> I don't know why I became so, so hyper aware of it um, this season. Audience, please excuse me for my coughing, but, or clearing my throat. But I don't know why I'm hyper aware of it this season. I think maybe I'm extremely online in a way that I wasn't pre-pandemic, but I noticed that the way people online talk about these shows is that they think that feuds are necessary for a good season or that, like, somebody's the star if everybody's talking about their bad behavior. And I realized also that most of the time the people who speak this way are teens (laughs) and they're stands. But but I wonder if, you know, TV is responding to people like that because I'm watching all of the shows on Bravo seem to be like chasing the asshole like this. And then, you know, the conversation is always like fire Robin from Potomac, fire candy from Atlanta. And it was like, I'm like, no, you need like these boring people, quote unquote, boring people to keep 
a good balance. Like I'm very grateful for Danielle. So grateful for Danielle. I mean, clap, big up applause for Danielle for like finally blooming and her season performance was exceptional. I I mean, girl, incredible, just absolutely incredible. Uh, and I, it looks I, like you about to bring on the reunion, which I like too. I am very excited to see an activated Danielle. Yes, we've seen it. Lindsay activated from the minute she showed up. Let's see Lindsay. <laughs> let's see Danielle activated. Uh, so we started off this episode like carrying on from last week's episode where Hannah and Sierra were stomping off because the rest of the women holding hannah accountable for her actions how um, disappointing is sierra by the fucking way very what i'm gonna have to go back and delete my tweet that i said ah! i were forced to stand her <laughs> i'm taking it back i'm taking it back what a disappointment i oh. i'm like so hyped because so i'm a classic black girl who was probably the only or one of a few black people in her school from like seventh grade on like Mm. so I understand Sierra's position um and so I wanted to give her some grace and some leeway because that is a very uncomfortable thing especially if they all already know each other you don't know them and you coming in off of the back of some dude that you used to smash like it's a very difficult position to be in but like To just be lapping up behind fucking Hannah? Like, why am I following you when you misbehaved? What the fuck? What the fuck, dude? What kind and of ass shit is that? Like, I know she's a baby. She's only like 23 or something. But it's like, the last thing I want to do is see a black girl on TV lapping behind the biggest asshole in an all-white house. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Like, I want to see you with the rest of the girls kikiing and drinking lover boys. Like, like that conversation. Yes, exactly. It's like that conversation with her and Amanda and Paige about her dad was hilarious. But I feel like Mm -hmm. it's hilarious because it's not nice that it's funny that she was sad. It was hilarious to me because she broke off of the softest thing. (laughs) Amanda said cat and she missed her dad or lost her shit, which is hilarious. (laughs) And probably not a great moment for her, but it, it was just like, oh, there is a person she could have been that we could have saw that could have been interesting if she didn't spend all summer up Hannah's butthole. Exactly. Her dirty, dirty butthole. And I, <laughs> like, I was hoping, like, okay, maybe if she gets into the winter house and she and, like, oh, Paige no. can build a friendship. And I think that's happened. But also, like, I watched the Watch What Happens Live from after the finale. And it's very much still she's team Hannah, or at least trying to pretend like she's neutral in this whole thing. But it seems like she and Hannah still have a friendship and she's still on but her side. Is Okay, so I'm just betting that Hannah gets fired because if Kyle and Amanda are... I mean, they walk around, you know, I don't think Hannah's wrong in assessing that Kyle thinks he's the, like, one in charge. But to some degree, I feel like he is. I mean, the show is based around his friend group ostensibly, right? right? So I feel like there's no way that you can justify bringing Hannah back if Amanda and her are, like, we'll see at the end of this episode, like, yeah. not that great. Like, so yeah. I don't get what Ciara's bet is. If Hannah gets fired, what is Ciara doing? I feel like if... 
if you see the entire house and audience is against one person, it doesn't make sense to stand them or be on, on their ass just because they have the most Instagram followers. It seems to me that you should always guess that somebody who's so isolated that probably everyone else doesn't want to film with them is a bad look and you should maybe not toss your friend away, but ease up in public. Yeah, I agree. And I'm wondering what I'm wondering if Sierra's even going back into the house because Andy asked her if she's back at work and she said she was going to go back in a couple of weeks which lines up with them going into the house so I'm a little confused oh okay 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 so she probably isn't coming back I'm fine with that yeah I don't know I'm, I don't know I was we'll unimpressed to be honest disappointed by being unimpressed yeah. um mm-hmm. and I don't know if they cut out any tension with her and Carl I thought that was coming and it didn't come well on watch what happens live she's made it very clear that she was not aware of how into her Carl was and she is open to it. She wants it. Like a smart person. Who doesn't? We all want Carl. Listen, I don't even think Carl liked black girls. Girl, fuck him for all of us. Right. (laughs) Right. So, okay. So Danielle says, you know, like, I don't want to hear this. We shouldn't be afraid to confront our friends about something that we're feeling. I think that's true. 100% correct. Inside, Hannah's mixing everything up to her benefit. And it's like, you know, (laughs) you know, like, I've been really good about controlling my anger, you know, except for this summer. And, you know, I was just trying to joke with them about Luke. Right. Uh, She was just trying to joke with the girls about Luke and about Des not being a good guy. And I do think that she was expecting everybody to be like, oh, yeah, that is weird that Luke would say that, but that's not what happened. And she had a pissy fit about it, and Mm -hmm. that's the result. It's not because, first of all, Luke did not say that Des was not a good guy. He just said, I wouldn't go out with him. Well, she's right in believing that Luke thinks that Des is not a good guy. I think she probably knows that Des is not a good guy. But, like, you asked him. He didn't sit you anywhere. Yeah, exactly. You, it, and it's I'm so um I'm so astonished by someone who maybe she doesn't realize that she's lying as much as she does. But I would be too embarrassed to be recorded lying about events we all know also were caught on camera. Like Correct. I would not get on the phone and lie to my boyfriend about two sets of interactions I just had that will definitely be in an episode. <laughs> that seems crazy yeah. to me. It, exactly. Yeah. When she sat, when she um, was FaceTiming Des and said like, oh, Luke sat me down and told me that he didn't like you. Like, that's literally not what happened. No, like, you pushed. <laughs> he wanted to be polite. You pushed and pushed again. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, didn't even give you, like, enough to go on. But she, like, tried to have this big kiki about it with her friends and ended up looking stupid. <laughs> right. Ugh, and, actually, like, okay. something, there's something so gross to me about people who uh, create an, uh, an imaginary world and mm-hmm. the people who let them, this the people who let them are the people who infuriate me more. Cause it's like, yeah. like there's 
I'm sure that Des, I think Des must have watched the TV show is the thing. Like, there's no way you can't convince me that he watched the show. Like, oh, for like, sure. And so it's like, I'm not saying that it's clear that Hannah was lying last season because I don't think she was necessarily lying. I think Luke is still a fuckboy and people forget that because Hannah sucks so much. But I feel like Duke, uh, not Duke, that's weird. That's probably what she calls Des. Um, right. I feel like, I just feel like uh, Des would have known that Hannah is creating certain realities. Like, and I feel like to reinforce it sucks. And and it's also why my stock has gone down on page too. It's like, we don't need to reinforce alternate worlds. I'm like really turned off by people who just let people live in lies. It makes me mad. I, I fully agree. Now I'm going to put this information on you and tell me what you think about this. So okay. Kyle and Amanda were on Danny Pellegrino's podcast. Did you hear mm-hmm. that? Uh, so I, I knew that they were on it. I didn't listen. Okay, so I can't remember which one of them said this, but one of them said that Hannah had been talking to multiple guys in the house prior to Des coming up. She was talking to a couple dudes, FaceTiming them, talking Uh to them all the time. Neither of those guys were Des. Luke was like saying hi to them over FaceTime. So he fully knew that she was talking to other guys. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like it wasn't a secret. Yeah, I. That so makes I'm, me mad. That makes me yeah. mad, actually. Yeah. I yeah. like one of the things that bothers me the most about reality television, and it's like I've worked through it with like production. Obviously, producers are going to manipulate stuff, but I don't like when the participants, like the cast, is lying to me or like trying to uh, distort my reality. You shouldn't have to trick me into liking you. If you're good and likable, I will. I have a good relationship with villains. I love them. Kenya Moore is my favorite housewife of all time. So, like, I can do it. You don't have to trick me into liking you. I don't like feeling like I can't trust my brain. You know, it it was part of why I know this is still a minority opinion, but I feel it very strongly. It's part of why I didn't like Monique this season on Real Housewives of Potomac. Like, I'm so glad she's gone because it's like, don't uh, don't tell me I didn't see what I just saw. And don't uh, don't try and spin things. Let me watch you on TV and assess how much I like you. And if there's more context to add, I'm, I'm fine with that. But don't sit there and tell me the world isn't how my eyes have seen it. And right. uh, and I feel like, oh, Hannah. Yeah. And, like, and what did you just say? I'm sorry. I, I completely, no. I too much pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, I was just thinking like, Hannah is right to get onto Luke if you take away all the other factors of stuff. <laughs> but like, yes, he's a fuck. It, like, you're funny, Kara. Like, you make me laugh so fucking much. Like oh. on Twitter, on your podcast, whatever. <laughs> um, where did you grow up? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I was born in like a tiny, tiny town in Illinois, but I grew up for the most part in the suburbs of Atlanta. Okay, so you're from greater Atlanta area. Great. Yeah. Um, did you go to school with uh, white people or black people? It's relevant, I um, promise. It was pretty, it was like fairly diverse for Northern Georgia, but I mean, most of my friends are white. Okay, 
Great. So then you probably have like a similar experience to me. I'm only, I'm not saying this like you are me. I'm just trying to see if you can understand what I'm about to explain. But there's a thing that happens with particularly black girls or women of color in those spaces where men will be attracted to a boys because it was high school or um, undergrad, but boys will be attracted to a black girl who has dope personality or who is funny. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, they're intimidated by the outward uh, yeah. look. Mm-hmm. And so they, like, suck up all our time and have romantic platonic friendships with yes. us. Have totally. you experienced that? 100%. Yes. Okay. And so for me, Luke feels like that. That's what he felt like all of last summer and uh-huh. all of like the top or, like, what Hannah was trying to explain for the first like two episodes of this season, which is like, here's a guy who likes me as a person, but I'm not hot enough for whatever reason. It's yeah. like, for me, it was often you're black and loud. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, Hannah, you're a funny girl. You say you do comedy. If you're a funny girl and, you know, not necessarily black, but if you're a funny girl, like you are, care, you've experienced this before. Why did Luke mess her shit up like that so bad? But I yeah. also resent Luke because he like reminded me of that type of person who would like make me feel like I'm so dope they they usurp like all of my romantic energy and effort knowing that they'll never be with me or they're too scared to be with me and they just don't think I'm hot enough for whatever reason and those guys always bring around a girl it was so funny to me that the girl he brought was black because it's usually right. the reverse where right. it's like oh here's a not interesting, thin blonde with hot boobs, mm-hmm. and that whose whose personality he doesn't care about at all, but she's just hotter. And yeah. then he's wasting all of my time and sucking up all my attention. And Luke himself on camera said it. I remember there was a confessional, maybe episode two, where I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, there he is." He says. Ciara is beautiful on the outside and inside. Yep, and it's like, yep. oh, the implication being that Hannah is not beautiful on the outside. Got Correct. it. I know this dude. Yep. I know this yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're the emotional support girl. Yep. But, <laughs> and they make it, they make an effort though. And this is the thing I think Hannah got caught up on, which is why it's still surprising to me that she got caught up so close to her 30s but it's like the thing she got caught up on is that they don't try to use like suck up soak up all your attention platonically it's not like oh i'm on the phone with my homegirl we're laughing about basketball it's like they suck you in feeling like you they have a crush on you yeah like they purposely have a platonic romantic friendship with you and i can't explain it any better than that so i know exactly what she was getting at with luke like playing with her emotions like I feel like the pendulum has swung too far the other direction Luke is not an innocent baby no he's not but I mean it it really puts things into focus as to what Hannah was trying to do it's frustrating it's frustrating but like it I, I the thing is like I will give her this benefit of the doubt. I can imagine her being deeply in love with Luke, but it's an unrequited love and she knows it's unrequited, but he still does the platonic f- romantic friendship thing. Mm-hmm. And so I could see her waiting for Luke to decide this is this is something I want to do this summer. And yeah. and I could see her, you know, 
I've done this too. Like sometimes I'll talk about how much guys want me because the one guy I do want doesn't want me. And mm-hmm. so I can see her like ostentatiously waving dudes around. I think it's a really, um, you know, it, I think it's overly simplistic to be like, Hannah was talking to other guys. Why is she so mad at Luke? Like, I, I don't know necessarily that that like blows off like what Luke was doing, I think. Yeah. I mean, because it definitely seems like he was opening himself up in a very vulnerable way that most guys don't. And that often translates to women as like, we're, this is going somewhere because men don't open themselves up like that usually. So obviously there must be something there. There must be something about me that he vibes with and likes Mm -hmm. more than just a friendship. And it's exactly, it's misleading and it's not fair. It's misleading. It's not fair. And they are aware of it. There's no way that your best friend is in love with you and you don't have a clue. Yeah, that's what I always say. That's really my big issue is if you guys, if people are in a situation like that, where you know that there are deep emotions attached to something, Luke should have been the one to say, like, create boundaries. Because... right. You're the one benefiting he, from this, not her. He, exactly. He was greedy. We should say it. Luke was greedy. Because if yeah. Luke, like, like if Luke thought, okay, Luke didn't tell Hannah about Sierra for a reason, okay? Right. And yeah. so we need to stop acting like Luke was an innocent baby all season. Like, Hannah bugged the fuck out. It's the way I feel about, like, Phaedra and Candy in season nine. Candy was being a bad friend to Phaedra, but Phaedra jumped out the fucking window, so we can't talk about Candy being a bad friend no more. And I feel the same way about Luke and Hannah. Luke was being a bad friend to Hannah, I think. Yeah. But Hannah jumped out the fucking window, so now we can't talk about Luke no more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, that felt good to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What happens after this? So... Um, I don't know. Uh, Paige tells Sierra, like, excuse me, not Paige. Um, Hannah tells Sierra, like, I'm not being defensive. I'm defending myself. And I'm going to fight for my man. (laughs) And, like, nobody, you don't need to fight for your man. This is not that serious. Like, nobody gives a fuck about Dez. They're only commenting because you're asking them. And if you don't like the answer, then don't ask the question. But also, like... I would be embarrassed. I mean, she probably doesn't realize it because we're not walking around super cognizant of our worst traits. But I would be embarrassed if you caught me on camera all the time. Everybody told every time somebody told me that the truth wasn't what I wanted it to be, I freak out. It's so (laughs) how embarrassing! Luke's not jealous. Your boyfriend's a dick. (laughs) Wait. Right. Yeah, she's got to play her hand a little bit close. I don't know what she's doing, but it's it's not cute. It's not cute. Um, so then we see Lindsay sitting down with Stravi and he's like, Oh, did you have a good day? And Lindsay, an icon, she's like, you know, when I'm determined to have a good day, I have a good day. Mm-hmm. And I just like she's just like Don't we love this bad bitch? Don't we love, love this bad her. bitch? I love her so much. I love Lindsay so much. Like, real talk, like, a lot of the times, people on reality TV I would never want to experience in person. Lindsay's somebody I would want to experience, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's funny. I don't... She's crazy. She's weirdly self-aware, but not too much that it's she's still uh, crazy enough, you know? And uh-huh. she seems smart, seems savvy. She's a good friend. Um, she's yeah. She's not so easily embarrassed that she doesn't give us good moments. Like, she's perfect for reality TV, but also seems to be, like, a great friend in real life. Like, I don't see why Danielle would put up with it if Lindsay wasn't great. I agree. Like... Hannah and Paige are like what Lindsay or Lindsay and um, Danielle are what Hannah and Paige think that they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lindsay totally. allows space for Danielle to hold her accountable and be honest with her. Like yes. that would never happen. And she accepts like Hannah, it. She doesn't like Hannah would literally stone Paige if Hannah if Paige was like, "You were crazy. You were wrong yeah. in every argument." Like yeah. Hannah would stone her. It, it would be. World War Three. Mm-hmm. Like she would take a tennis ball and like just lobby it right into her head. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be over. Uh, so Stravi's like, listen, we're on a good page. Like you drunkenly said that you wanted to get back together with me. You have not taken it back. So I'm guessing we're fine. Um, Why are they even attempting this relationship? Can you I don't know. Three? It's so sad. It's so, like, I just feel, you know, this happens a lot with women of, like, my age, I'm going to say, because I'm a little bit older than you. But, um, uh, you know, like, it clear it's clear to me that she feels like I've invested in this relationship. Right, and right. so I like, want to see returns. Yes, but we all know that the sunken cost benefit is not real. Right. <laughs> I don't really see what what is happening. Like, it seems like Stravi to her is like, he's just there. And so it works. But I don't see mm-hmm. him like lighting a fire under her. You no. know, like, Do you rem- like no passion truly, there. You very recently binged. Great. Do you remember, like, even though her relationship with Everett was toxic as hell, she mm-hmm. loved that nigga. Yeah. And it's very clear to me she doesn't love Stravi. No, no. She fucks with Stravi, right? But she don't love him. You know, I fuck with you, but not like I right. love you, right? And right. um, and to me, so what I what I'm wondering is, I don't think Lindsay is beautiful, but I find her very attractive, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. um, she seems like a good hang. I'm sure she's exhausting to men. I don't know if she comes off exhausting on first or second interaction because she seems to pull guys she just can't Mm -hmm. like sustain a relationship in a healthy way I mean Carl is a fuck boy so that wasn't her fault last year but um but like I, I I'm I'm curious about why being on this reality show hasn't improved her dating prospects to be honest because I feel like once you are visible on tv you can cast a wider net and I'm wondering what her type is because I'm like how are you getting stuck with these guys you've been on reality television for five years she has no type it's remarkable like (laughs) what is the through line like tall short like big and tall baby gap military carl like what is it i don't understand except for they all had dark hair but like yeah they're all dark haired that was it (laughs) that's about it although Um, listen your type should always be carl not emotionally but right (laughs) oh he's just such a man he's just so hot and it makes me so so mad (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like I'm a prisoner to my own heterosexuality, but like it's I'm happy to be here. No, seriously, honestly, I don't want to be attracted to men like Carl. It's yeah. absurd to me, but here I am, a straight woman who's damaged, and we're prisoners to our heterosexuality. <laughs> Truly. And like his ass is just like, oh, I want to lay on it. Yo, the tight white shorts. Ugh. Girl. What was it? Was it last episode or the episode before where he was doing, he was working out in the house when they do the montage? Mm -hmm. I like tweeted right after. I'm like, how many minutes into an episode do you get smacked in the face? Like, and a desire to be like overtake. Like, he's so hot. (laughs) So hot. My friend um, Christine said, I need Carl to like drop the OnlyFans of just him making his bed. Like I would pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> yes, I like honestly, honestly, Carl would make so much money doing fetish shit. Like just doing dad shit around the house yeah. would make so much money. If Carl was making tacos on camera, <laughs> can I tell you something? Okay. <laughs> So my birthday was in February and okay. at midnight, my friends, Lindsay, not Lindsay, oh my God, Lucy and Shira, um, right at I midnight. I name, Lucy, by the way. It's a good name. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed that I said Like, wrong. I've never heard um, it before. Lucy. That's a great name, Lucy. <laughs> it's, it's a really good name. Um, I hope right you don't hear the helicopter in the background. I apologize. No, no, that's LA, y'all. Um, <laughs> the, uh, right at midnight, they I got an email and I saw it was a cameo from Carl and I literally got <gasps> out of bed. I screamed. I had oh, to walk around. So I had to put my phone down. I was like, "That's not what I think it is." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to take a moment for myself. I think I may have smoked a little weed and I was like, "Okay, let me receive this." And. <laughs> It, like I couldn't even post it because it was just so like I felt like that was just a personal moment between. No, Carl it's so and intimate. I. Have it, yes. Oh. He was talking about how to make the perfect like hotel style eggs, and literally, like oh. I could have died. <laughs> <laughs> could have died. Wait, wait. So he was talking about how to make the perfect omelet, the perfect scramble, like the French, like a scrambled egg, like a fluffy oh scrambled God. egg. Uh, does was... he wait this is gonna make or break my attraction though does okay. he put egg, does he put milk in his eggs um i don't know if he mentioned milk Good. it was more like um how to use like heat to your advantage and to take okay. it off the Ooh. yeah that sounds very sexy don't ever it, post that because you might be I i'll know. tap into your birthday message <laughs> that's weird <laughs> Uh, it was it was very good. It was like, you know, I know some women might feel some type of way about their birthdays and, you know, but this is like a beautiful time for you. And just like, it was just very nice. Oh, wait, no, we <laughs> have to marry Carl. How do we, I know. How do we get Kara and Carl married? I'm trying to manifest it. I'm trying to. I really am. So you're in New York, uh, right? Have you ever seen yeah. any of them out? I haven't, which is shocking. Do you party on the Upper East Side? You're black. I'm wondering if you would. No. (laughs) I do not. not, But um, I'm hoping this summer is going to be the turnaround for me. I'm manifesting it. Oh, wait. um, I'm going to be in New York for good this summer. Can we, like, go on a hunt? Can we find our booth? 100%. We might. Like, we got to make a, like, a day where we, like, get brunch on the Upper East Side and go, like, (laughs) we go hunting for fucking Carl. 
Yeah, yeah. You gotta find Robert's <laughs> restaurant and just make it happen, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, I don't know. Like Lindsay and Stravi are on good footing for now. Um, <laughs> you know, she says in a confessional that she doesn't need the flowers every day. She just needs Stephen to show up, and, and she we says, know that's a fucking lie. She believes right. it. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> um, yeah, the del- lie detector determined that that was untrue. <laughs> um, so then Hannah FaceTimes with Des, like we talked about before, and she's like, you know, I, I snapped. You know, uh, Luke sat me down and told me that he, that you're not the kind of guy that he would get drinks with. And like, okay, well, again, don't ask questions that you don't want the answer to. But also, but also why did you repeat that? Like, right. What is the what benefit? You, like, Des doesn't need to, like, there are just things that you only share with people if you want beef. Like, you already told everybody in the house all the beef that you've had with you already told Des about all the beef you've had with everybody in the house and probably exaggerated and twisted shit up anyway to make mm-hmm. yourself look like a victim. So telling Des anything else is just incitement or inciting. Is that a word? Yeah. But like yeah. you're only looking for trouble every time you tell Des negative shit about them because you've already set him up to be. That's why he did that passive aggressive shit with Carl uh, with Kyle on the way out. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it, people it, who make trouble. I don't either. Except for Kenya Moore. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in your romantic relationship, it's like you're building a foundation of like all these guys are coming for you and he's like your white knight. Like, yeah. Are you going to do liking each other? You're just presenting yourself as a damsel in distress. And then when he finds out that you weren't actually in distress, like, what is your relationship going to be built on? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) So. Yeah, what he says, like, the something that I would have, like, hung up and blocked him immediately is, like... <laughs> I forgot. I love what you more than I've loved. He said, I love you more than I've loved anybody in my entire life, so just take that and let it empower you. Ew. Oh, please, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Listen, this man her. is over 40, and he yeah. talks like that. Like, I don't understand why she's not terrified. I would be running the fuck away. Any man pushing the se- like the half a century mark and still fucking <laughs> with me and talking this shit. Like, oh, let me fuck in Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. Like, ew. 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 I, He's I, over I, 40 doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. I know that my soulmate is out there knowing for a fact that his love is never going to empower me for one moment. <laughs> he, knows, he knows that. I know. Carl he knows. would never say that to you. He would never. Carl say would tell that you me. that you look great and that like you don't have to put up with that shit. Just like Thank be you. yourself, do you? Like you exactly. know, more life. He would never <laughs> tell you that his love empowered you. Please. Exactly. He would, you know, recite Drake lyrics like mm-hmm. I expect him to. Thank you. you exactly. That. That's the kind of fuckboy we like. We don't need we don't need fuckboys <laughs> like Luke and Des. We need right. fuckboys like Carl, who are white drakes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that like Hannah and Sierra are in the house. Luke is sitting down by the fire with everybody and he's like, you know, the last week has been so much fun. The last two days have been so much fun. I love yeah. you guys. I love everybody that I can see and not the two people that are inside the <laughs> house. Um, and this has been a great experience for me. And it, it just, you could tell like how freeing Des coming to the house has been for him. him. Yeah. It really did. And it's really and taken a weight off of him. 
Do you know, I will give Luke this. I will give Luke this. He has had the best in-season redemption arc, right? Because the conflict started, like, what? For real? In a real way? Episode 2? And Mm. I think it was, like, by episode 10 that we were all like, fuck Hannah! (laughs) (laughs) He could have played it so bad, but he wasn't even just, like, innocent in, like, the dynamic between him and Hannah. He was also still being a great friend to yeah. Lindsay. And it was just yeah. like, oh, you are playing this so good. This is such a good cleanup. This is such a good cleanup. And even this moment that you're talking about, it's like, I didn't think that I would be rooting for Luke to feel free and like have this <laughs> honest, breezy relationship with the rest of the people in the house. But I'm like so grateful for it. Yeah. And I mean, everybody keeps hinting that he's stupid, but he's not because he's played this brilliantly. He's like, played it brilliant. Yeah, he could have gone like over the line. Like he's given the perfect amount of shade mm-hmm. and correct shade. And he's I mean, I don't like you worked out so fucking well for him. <laughs> it worked out so because if he had come even slightly more aggressive, I'd have been like, yeah, Kyla's right. And you see how uh-huh. Luke is reacting and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like he was like, you know, I got to go and speak my truth. I don't like you. And I'm like, oh, my God, sweetheart. This is so wrong what they're doing to you. Okay. Imagine seeing somebody be like, let's fucking go. And like smashing a beer thing only to end up with I don't like you. Like, oh, sir. <laughs> That's very sweet. It's so adorable. He played it perfect. He played it perfect. perfect. He played it perfect. And it helps that he's absolutely beautiful. But yeah. he played it perfect because I'm sure an uglier person wouldn't have gotten away with this season's redemption. No. No. Absolutely not. Um, so here's the moment where I realized that Hannah, why Hannah and Sierra are friends. It clicked for me in this moment. <laughs> They're in her bedroom, in Sierra's bedroom, and Hannah goes to the bathroom and is like, oh, I gotta take a dump. And then Sierra runs after her and says, I think I took a shit and didn't flush? Yes, I was like, makes sense. What? You're a nurse. You're a nurse, fam. You're a nurse. I was thinking that. You're so right. I was, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, she's surprisingly unclean for herself. I didn't put the nurse thing, but yes, you're right. Like, it's... But also, like, so my greatest fear is embarrassment, like humiliation. Like, that is my hugest fear. So already she's crazy to me because I would be entirely too embarrassed for the world to know how messy I keep my house. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so embarrassed that I, like, I would, I clean up, like, I get a cleaning lady every two weeks and, like, I clean my house deeply before she shows up right (laughs) it's like it's like the like the external motivation that I need for something like cleanup is the threat of embarrassment from the cleaning lady seeing it right and so it's like like how is Sierra just not feeling the pressure of such a thing where there's like and I'm I know that this is one of the highest rated seasons of summer house ever but there still would have been at least 500,000 people who would have seen how nasty you were, even if this show wasn't as high rated as it is this season. That's mm-hmm. stressful. You would mm-hmm. have to go out and party in Atlanta, right? That's where she's from. You would like yeah. party in Atlanta where people know your house is dirty at the bar. Right. <laughs> 
that's that bitch who doesn't flush her toilet. I mean, yeah. We now know that a full 23-year-old forgets to flush after taking a shit because she's on t- oh. <laughs> Like, uh, Des and, and Hannah should have gone in that bathroom. That would have yes. stopped talking to lessons. <laughs> Ugh. And why is Hannah taking a shit in her bathroom? Go to your bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. seriously, I'm like, oh, girl, my tummy hurts. I gotta go reconcile that. Ooh. And we, like, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. And, and I love that uh, Bravo left it in. I love that the editors were like, no, you need to understand the filth that they live in. <laughs> like, they're on some true Amanda Knox shit. Like, that's... <laughs> Nasty. That's it's nasty. Really nasty. It's really nasty. Uh, so then Carl says, you know, I've been a Kyle and Amanda stand for the for the entirety of their relationship. I'm gonna be planning this like practice wedding for them because I feel bad that they have to keep pushing back their wedding day. And I just like, is he not the cutest man in the whole world? Like well, so I have a question about that moment. I was like is this Kyle working on us? I mean, Carl working on us? Because I'm like, is because I would imagine that they would have worked with a story producer to figure out that they're going to have a fake wedding on the last yeah. day, right? right. So mm-hmm. is it like, did production come up with that, or did Carl I, I jump on, or did like did production let Carl introduce us so he could continue like roping us women in through the screen? You know, at this point, I don't even care. You know? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I'm last though, my it. dude. <laughs> it's too late. Like, I'm, it's I'm, in. Too late. <laughs> I'm in. But yeah, I, I do think I, it was probably productive. Seem, he did seem genuine when he yeah. talked to Amanda later. So I could buy that he would want to do something cute. But I'm still, the problem is he is a, actually a fuckboy. So like, I have to, I'm nervous that he's always working on the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's working on me, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's working on me, too, but I got to play skeptical so that nobody questions my gangster, you know what I mean? Fair, that's fair. I'm I'm just out here being a whole fool, so. (laughs) Um, So everybody goes back inside to play Jenga. Lindsay's, like, taking a disco nap. Again. She is amongst a bunch of shit on her bed, too. And I just, I don't understand how they can sleep with all those, like, notebooks. and comp- Like, you have a $2,000 computer at the right at the very edge of your bed. I would just be not so going to lie. I am one of those. I'm not a Sierra. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Lindsay. I'm a, okay. I'm a work in bed kind of person. So there yeah. is a $2,000 laptop at the edge. Uh, it's actually, like, <laughs> the only reason it's not there right now is because I'm Skyping with you at my desk. Like, it would be. <laughs> and there are no... There are notebooks on my bed as well. Not at the moment. I just made my bed yeah. yesterday. But All there right, would. But enough. I also don't have a man. That's crazy to me. That there's somebody else who has to share the bed with me, and I have notebooks in there. If anybody was right. giving me the D, uh, no notebooks necessary. No, I mean he's taken up half of that space with all his little, you know, baby gap summer clothes. <laughs> and I, I just... love that you call him baby. <laughs> it, it kills me. Like, how tall is this man? How tall is he? And, like, I really have no room to talk. I am a five feet if I'm a day. But seriously, he's <laughs> such a tiny man. And he it makes me tiny. uncomfortable. Is, um, is Lindsay... T- Lindsay's not tall. She carries tall energy, though. She does. I would imagine that Lindsay's probably, like, five four, five five. Mm-hmm. 
But she but, she walks around like a five ten bitch. She's crazy she like a five ten shorty, you know. She, <laughs> she's exactly. Well, because I'm a five nine. I'm crazy. Five exactly correct. Five nine. Five nine psycho. Five ten. Mm-hmm. Lindsay's a little crazier than me. So right. She's five, she's, she's like a six foot crazy, you know. She, it's like tall is. women are nuts, you know. This is a theory I'm fully developing uselessly on camera, on a mic right now. Uh, I haven't worked it out. Don't make fun of me. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, She does have tall girl energy for sure. So so the people are downstairs and Luke like kind of silently tells Shravi like, hey, Lindsay's a size five ring. And, you know, we did have a conversation this is, earlier. This is, this is what made me go, oh, he's still a fuck boy. Because wasn't <laughs> he just last episode going, Lindsay, slow down. Why yeah. are you trying to... Okay, so then why are you... Lindsay didn't... We didn't see Lindsay tell Stravi, oh, and my ring size is five. So why did Luke do that? I don't know. That's a great question. Because he clearly thinks that they were moving too fast. So then why go yeah. to the boy and try to accelerate? I don't understand. That's, that's, a, that's an excellent question. I do not know. I don't know. I mean, I bet Stravi's probably a size five too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, a small finger. Okay. Um, I had to get one more joke in. Um, so, <laughs> so Danielle wakes up Lindsay from her little disco nap and she's like, Lindsay's like, oh, I need to tell you, Steven and I have had sex like 10 times in the three days that he's been here. And I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to get engaged. I'm ready to have babies. And it's like, all right, well, maybe you need to go back to sleep, girl. Like, this probably isn't going to work for you. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then we see, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. We see Paige having a, another conversation with Perry. And it's like very awkward and Mm -hmm. distant and they're having a breakup conversation without really having a breakup she's setting it up and she's laying the foundation of like I'm a changed woman now I know what I want I'm different yeah yeah I'm very different and he's like what does that mean I feel like we haven't really had much of a relationship Relationship, in the past weeks and it's like kind of awkward and She's like, listen, I'm just in a different world. And then in a confessional, she's like, you know, being away has been so freeing for me for the first time. And I know what I want. And I don't want to be his girlfriend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I feel like he's going to be really blindsided by that. So <laughs> I am of two minds on this. So how would you have dealt with this? Would you have broken up with Perry while you were in the house or waited until you got back to the city? I appreciate that she waited. I would not have broken up with him. But if she was going to make the decision to wait, she shouldn't have talked about him. Yeah. So, like, because it's like, if he's going to be blindsided by me dumping him because I was trying to, I guess, preserve his feelings by not dumping him on camera, why do I still invite the audience to laugh at him? Because Mm -hmm. we all know something he doesn't know. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very I, good point. I wouldn't have done that. Um, and so, I'm also I'm also not sure, because I know some people are, like, anti-Perry, and some people are... But I'm, I'm not, like, anti-Page. I just am hyper-aware of how much younger than I, than I she is in this mm-hmm. moment. Because... <laughs> she's not that young, though. She's 28. 
Oh, why do yeah. I think she's 25? Reads is like a 24, 25 year old girl, but she's yeah. 20 years old. Oh yeah. She then she's too immature for how that relationship played out. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me. That, that relationship in my opinion played out, uh, in a way that wasn't useful to anybody. I mean, like, I'm not going to hold against her, like her being resentful of the fact that her partner doesn't seem to respect that she's a reality TV person now. Like, I think that's what is the fundamental conflict. But I, like, I don't think she was honest enough with him before she came to the house, wasn't honest enough with him, you know, while she was at the house. And I mean... Were they together, like, like, did he get into the relationship knowing she was a reality TV person? Because, like, yeah, I don't know. She were dating last summer, the whole summer. Was, okay, so she was on the show before she met him, right? Uh, yes. Oh, well then. Then he sucks a little bit, too, if he's, like, trying to uh, ask her to not you know be invested in her roommates so that they can have their they can maintain their relationship that seems selfish but uh, but but i still maintain that they should have she should have handled it off camera before the summer or if she was going to make the decision in the house to make his uh to make their breakup not a part of her storyline on the show she should have left him out completely I, that's what I think. Like, yeah, it's absolutely wrong of him to try to control what essentially is her career. Because yeah. even if you're talking, like, even if she's, like, she needs the show to kind of, uh, you know, create a cause for her to have all this clout on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it goes in tandem. So to be, like, against her job is wrong he should be supporting her but also i feel like he's kind of like i i always think like why didn't Lindsay and perry get together because they clearly want the same things they want to have marriage and they want to have kids and they're on that track and and Paige is not on that track and Mm -hmm. i do think she absolutely should have broken up with him before she got in this house because she walked in annoyed with him you know yeah she did didn't she she, she walked in annoyed, and I and she seemed annoyed a little bit last summer, a little bit too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was talking about and and when she got in the house, she was like, "Ugh!" Like I was with him for like three months over the pandemic, and it was like hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. <laughs> Break up with him. I mean, I you know we've all seen, especially on Bravo, uh, people get on reality TV to walk out of relationships, or mm-hmm. if. You're in the case of Camille Grammer, get walked out of her right. <laughs> right. So, like, I understand maybe going on the reality show so that you can, you know, have an excuse to leave the relationship. But again, it's just like, well, if I'm going to p- decide that I respect him and our relationship enough to not embarrass him on camera, I don't see why we get to do confessionals of embarrassing him on camera. I agree. I totally agree. It's, you know, I, mm, mm, good luck to Perry. Good luck to Perry. Um, He's fine, by the way. He looks short, but he looks good. He's very cute. He owns mm-hmm. like a pizza place and some other restaurant. Oh, he owns, he owns, mm, restaurant tours are crazy though. Right. They are, especially New York ones. 
Especially New York ones, because they be thinking they're Jesus because they own a restaurant. Oh, yeah. my God. They are the worst types of, one of the worst types of New York men to date is, like, a, a guy who owns a bar or a chef. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're crazy. Guy who owns a bar. Oh, my God. Guy who owns a bar. Or even guy who manages a popular bar. Those guys are the worst. They're the worst. They're psychos. And they do coke a lot. It's like like you're not. It's like why? Because... Because they do have groupies in a weird way. It's so weird to explain, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's like when people who have no discernible groupie worthy talent get groupies, they're terrorists. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. terrorists. <laughs> and there's always that inevitable time where they get like a successful bar and then they start working out a lot. Yeah. All of a sudden they're Protein like, yep. now they're yep. always out on the go. Wearing less and going out more. Exactly. (laughs) I think, think like, the worst, though. Like, the worst, I think, in New York. I haven't haven't been in New York for, like, four years. I haven't dated for a long time. But, like, the worst people in New York to date are people who have anything to do with the bar or restaurant industry. um, Mm -hmm. And they are higher up. And finance guys. They're about equally terrible. Emotional terrorists. Emotional terrorism. (laughs) It's so Amen. awful. Well, actually, every New York man is an emotional terrorist. It's like bread up there. Amen. But, you know. Amen. Musicians, writers, all of them. All of them. Writers. Oh, my God. Them. Culture critics. People who think they are culture critics are the worst. worst. They eat good box, though. That's the problem. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Oh, my God. So <laughs> let's move on because I'm getting hot and upset. Um <laughs> So everybody starts to play Jenga and you know, like basically it's like you pull a block and you have to do what's on the block. And if you don't want to do it, you have to take a shot. Lindsay's mm-hmm. like this rum based espresso martini has got tequila in it. And I'm feeling like a superwoman. Like she is lit. I love her so much. She's so funny. She's so, so funny. funny. Inadvertently and advertently. That's hard to pull off. Not a lot of people do it. When she fell into those trees last week with her <laughs> whole ass out, like, I, you couldn't write that shit. You can't write it. She's brilliant. I don't oh. know. I don't know who found her, if it was Kyle or if it was Brock. Whoever found her, you got grilled. If Lindsay gets old enough to be on Housewives of New York and rich enough, obviously. I don't want to watch no broke Housewives. But, like, <laughs> I would love to see Lindsay post-divorce, because we know the first one ain't working out. If we <laughs> see Lindsay post-divorce on Real Housewives, I think we would have a blast. I would love it. There's nobody who's deserved being a housewife from another show more. Like, yeah, Lala no keeps trying to act like she's going to be a Beverly Hills housewife. No. And to that I say, puke. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I would have liked her. that years ago because I would have liked the story of, I mean, she's not a stripper, but she's the white girl equivalent of a stripper turned IG model wiping up somebody <laughs> and coming up, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would have loved that story on Beverly Hills, like, if the Lala we knew three years ago, like, when she first met Rand. Rand? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> like, I would have loved to see that. But the Lala that's La lying now is no good. Hard pass. Hard pass. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a quick scene where Hannah catches Paige upstairs and says something how like I expect you to have my back and Paige is like you know I'm sorry but sometimes like you put me at odds when it's not really my battle yeah I was surprised that was like the hardest she ever went on her thank god (laughs) it Uh, still was it was insufficient but I was surprised we even got that much seriously they they both apologized to each other and Hannah's like did it feel like they knew what they was apologizing for no no, <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> so then everybody starts playing Jenga. Kyle has to kiss Robert. And then Lindsay has to show everybody her areola. And Steven's like... <laughs> she did it so casual. <laughs> so casually. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Titties on camera. Like... <laughs> does not care. I mean, they probably I all love her. her I, don't, I mean, it's embarrassing that I'm standing on your podcast right now. But I did have a mimosa. Uh, but Lindsay, I just fucking love her. I don't know. She lives out loud. She lives she out loud. She lives out loud. And you know, I think, I think I like Lindsay so much too because she carries herself with. She doesn't walk around with black wom- woman energy. I'm not like bestowing that on her. I hate when people do things like that. Mm-hmm. But she carries herself the way that the black housewives that I love carry themselves. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So yeah. she's like, she has a lot of Kenya energy. She has a lot of Giselle energy. I know the audience hates Giselle. It's fine. Uh, but like the housewives that I love that are black, she seems, she reminds me of them in a way that is like great. I think that's why I'm so attracted to her. I really like Giselle. I actually just rewatched the episodes where uh, Ashley and Candace get into a fight and Candace throws mm-hmm. that butter knife. Yeah, and she's like, "Don't throw the knife in your mama's house. Like, don't do it." And <laughs> and just Ashley's a bitch, but she's funny as fuck. Let me tell you, so funny. She's, she's so funny. funny. But that cast is great. The best cast they have on Bravo. I'm actually so sad right. it devolved the way it did last year because Damn, season so four funny. was the sweet spot of Bravo shows, in my opinion. It's peak Housewives, peak Bravo, mm-hmm. and. Giselle sitting there with her hand, her, she's like, the plate is not even on the table. <laughs> she's holding it and is like, what is happening? Like, can I, Chris, can you get me another like red, purple potato yes. stuffed potato? Like, she's, she's cracking up. She's peanut gallery and it's so, yes. so funny. Like, she's Giselle really She's simultaneously does peanut gallery and instigator and it's such yes. a perfect sweet spot, you know? <laughs> yep. And, like, I'm not saying that, like, Lindsay reminds me of Giselle, like, one-to-one comparison. No. But they, like, they do this show with the similar energy, and I'm into it. Mm Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. I I have to imagine, though, like, do you feel like probably, like, I think about this with Sonia. Like, every time Sonia's naked, it does nothing for me because I see No, it doesn't do anything for me either. I've seen it so many times before, and I feel like everybody's probably seen Lindsay's boob. Or both of them so many times. It's like just whatever. It's like seeing like I've seen her Ariel more than I've seen my own. You know, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, what was so funny to me about this moment with Lindsay versus like what Sonia does in general is that I never feel like Sonia's in control. I always mm. feel like the world kind of like Sonia is herself. I'm not saying that she's like necessarily a follower, but like 
what Sonia does doesn't feel like whimsy. It just feels like whatever overtakes her that day. Whereas like right. <laughs> Lindsay feels like, no, oh, I feel like doing this or I don't feel like doing this. I, I feel like if Lindsay didn't feel like showing her titty, we wouldn't have seen it. Whereas right. like, I feel like Sonia might show up to a party not ever wanting to show her titties, but suddenly we're in a titty situation. Right. <laughs> right. Suddenly a boob is out and she has no mm -hmm. idea. No mm -hmm. clue. Um, yeah. And I don't like seeing those women not in control because again, like I said before, embarrassment is my greatest fear. And I don't, I don't enjoy seeing people I know would probably feel like this is their worst. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Steven is like, do you have to show your areola all the time? She's like, I don't. <laughs> it just happens. Okay. <laughs> That's when I knew they were like, I was like, whatever happens at the end of this episode, this is, they're done. Mm-hmm. Because yep. I was like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get her. They're not right. meant to be with each other. She probably, he probably eats box really well because for me, he's not, particularly attractive. I think she's far better looking and yeah. seems to bring more to the table as a personality as well. But like yeah. the moment I was like, oh, you gonna be this corny about that? Ah. Right. It reminds me of Snooki and her husband, her now husband. Gianni? Like those yeah. first, that like first season where they were, were they in Italy? They were somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Gianni was like such a buzzkill. Such a buzzkill, and and she would just so he would just be like have to be a prisoner to this like a, another man in baby gap clothing. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it, it's like it, don't dim her light because you can't keep up with her. I don't yes, like that. Okay, so like it's interesting because Johnny's Italian and is Stravi something I don't know, but it's he like, seems Italian, right? Because he does, he can't, he gives me Italian energy, doesn't he? I could be mm -hmm. wrong, but yeah, I, they just remind me of Nigerian men. Because I'm Nigerian, so audience don't get mad at me. But like, Nigerian men are controlling, or generally speaking, let me not say that they are. But it seems like to me, in my experience, that Nigerian men are controlling. But they are mm -hmm. not like, but they're not like controlling over meek women, right? They'll yeah. like. Nigerian men will purposely seek out, or maybe not purposely, but they will seek out the boldest, baddest bitch and try to tame her yeah. as opposed to uh, pursuing women who are docile enough to take on whatever sort of relationship they would desire. And that right. was what I'm getting from Stravi. It's like, mm -hmm. he's not, like, there's no way that I would have met Lindsay and been like, let's reel her in. You know, oh. and um, but he like seems to want to reel her in. And then even later, we'll see like when he's like, is this how would I propose to you? And it's like, if you want me to marry you, you need to reduce this aspect of your personality. Yeah. And I don't like that at all. I don't like that either. I, I do not like that. Um, at this point, Lindsay's drunk. She's like, like, can't speak. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Um, um, she's fully, fully drunk. My tongue is too big slurry. Yeah. Like, fully. <laughs> totally. Um, there was one point where Amanda's in the room with, like, Paige. And she's like, oh, Lindsay has shown her areola three times tonight. And if she gets engaged in my pretend wedding, I'm going to lose my shit. And Paige oh. says, 
<laughs> Paige says, why don't you write a PowerPoint about it? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, girl. Like, girl. I love Amanda, and I think she's a really good woman, but it seems to be some, like, maybe I'm catching on to some sort of strain between she and Lindsay. And oh, it's... Wait, don't you remember that Kyle wrote a 12-page email because Lindsay cropped Amanda out of a picture? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but Amanda keeps bringing up like if Lindsay if this like if, if Stravi does this during this moment like during my engagement anniversary and you know Stravi had to do this like you know uh, whatever that movie is remake uh, uh, what's it called say anything I think say anything yeah if he's out there with a boombox like he really took my moment for my engagement anniversary and it's like no that's not a thing so you can't take a moment from something that isn't a thing. That isn't a thing. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm less concerned that that's a relationship dynamic and Amanda being, God forgive me, guys, don't, I'm not a girl who hates girls, but you know, like the kind of women who are socialized to think like certain life events are super important. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the kind of girl who thinks like, her wedding is more important than anything you've ever been through or like her yeah. engagement. I think it's just classic, really pretty girl thinks that her life milestones should matter to everybody and yeah. not wanting the attention to be off her for a moment. That's right. what I got. And now if her argument was this relationship is bullshit and like stop doing all these like yeah. grand gestures. <laughs> to my no, very real totally unconcerned with Lindsay in that moment <laughs> no <laughs> exactly exactly so then okay what happens after that oh um Lindsay starts asking Stephen like what do I, what should I drink next and he's like I don't know maybe like a water uh coffee <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy that that was hilarious <laughs> her face is like oh bitch we're at activation level, like activation DEFCON 3, I would say at this point. And it, she's like, Lindsay's really good. Sorry to cut you off. Lindsay no, is really good at being astonished that she's being challenged. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's like, because it's so crazy to me because it's like, she doesn't think she would be challenged. It's like, yep. you've done everything everybody should challenge you on. Like, you should never be <laughs> moving freely. Never. But the minute you ask her a question. <laughs> Love it. Her face is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is me. Because I'm the friend who's always, like, encouraging you. Like, oh, should I take another shot? Yeah, absolutely. So I expect that energy back. So if I'm asking <laughs> no. you... <laughs> but I'm but also like a better drunk than Lindsay. He gotta well, take care of her. She get too drunk. No, he knew what he. Was. <laughs> That's the uh, one thing I agree with him on. Nah, girl, calm down. She definitely did not need to be drinking anymore. No, she but she did I, not but... need no more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You get what you get. So she's like, "Why are you so fucking boring? Sometimes I can't even live my fucking life." And she's. Like, she barely stand up. She's standing at, like, a 45-degree angle. Mm -hmm. um, she goes to her room, and then she starts rage texting. Like, a classic yep. Katie Maloney. Yes. Coming out but with me. We stand Katie Maloney over here. So, I don't know if you mean that in the super negative or super uh, I do. And I'm going to move on from that statement that you just made. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you cook on that one, and please let me know if you change your mind. <laughs> um, so you know, I love to love a problematic woman. Now that's fair. That's, that's how fair. terrible Hannah is because I love a villainess. If you so bad that I hate you when you being bad, you probably being real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like it's not fun to watch her. It's not. No, fun. You, I should not turn on Bravo and feel a tightening in my chest. Like <laughs> I, I, I should not have such an emotional connection to this show. But I'm constantly high, so you don't know what your feelings are going to do. But, um, but like she's like, yeah. There's a dread almost that I feel when I try when I turn on Summer House because I'm worried that we're going to have too many Hannah scenes and. It shouldn't be like that. It should be fun. It be like that. It should not be like that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So she starts texting him like, come downstairs, come to my room, um, <laughs> uh, come downstairs <laughs> now, Stephen, and then in all caps, stop ignoring me, come downstairs with five exclamation points. So those three texts put her from like a three to about a seven. So she's going back upstairs. The stairs was like an eight. <laughs> Having to climb the stairs put her at an eight. Fuck, I gotta walk up <laughs> to get this dude. He's gonna get it when I'm up there. <laughs> as soon as I get it and I catch my breath, you are gonna, I'm gonna get yeah, right in like, that faster. It's like when your parents are like, you if you make it harder for me to beat you, I'm gonna beat you harder. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, now I gotta walk upstairs to get you. Right. Oh. <laughs> so she goes back upstairs and is like, you don't care about your fucking girl. You can't be here and hang out. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like basically like if you can't be with me, you're not allowed to be in this house at all. Okay. And then she goes back downstairs. So that puts her at like a nine. Um Kyle's like, well, good luck with that, Stravi. (laughs) Steven goes in the bedroom and is like, if you really don't want me here, then like, I'm out. And she's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I wish she had had kept that energy for longer than two minutes. Right? (laughs) She probably passed out immediately after that. I mean, she's what? 10% lover boy at this point. No, but I, I really wish, though, in the moment that she was like, you could do whatever you want, and then literally just collapsed at that moment. Like, right. we don't need any of the back and forth after this. No. Your instinct is to let that nigga go, babe. Let him go. Let him go. And this is where he says, you expect me to propose to you? And she's like, well, get the fuck out. Like, 
shut the fuck exactly. up. Exactly. You're 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 like holding my like ultimately this is all about Lindsay's anxiety about yeah. you know not meeting whatever milestones by whatever time she set for herself. She needs to let go of that pressure. We're mm-hmm. in a new era now, girl. You can be 40 and still working on babies. Like it's okay. Right. Um but <clears throat> even if she can't get over that in like in immediate anxiety and it's very personal fine but you're not gonna weaponize my fear about reproduction over me fuck you and your engagement like mm-hmm. you don't get to weaponize that like it's a reward nigga you are lucky to marry me if anything Lindsay's the coolest person in that relationship yeah. like he's the catch yeah exactly <laughs> Please. And you're sometimes not gonna weaponize a ring about over me. Fuck your diamond, whatever. <laughs> right. You put it in an old fish sandwich like you did for our anniversary <laughs> anyway. So like, do I even want it? How many <laughs> sandwiches have you made for? I love Lindsay's drunk voice. I do. So funny. It's so funny. Um. So here's where Danielle comes in as MVP. She's like, uh, okay, what's happening? <laughs> they realize so he goes upstairs and tells Kyle and Danielle like I'm packing right and Danielle's like no flag on the play you're not doing that um I, I don't know she said something about him being the smartest person in the room and um Danielle's like you she takes his luggage and is like you cannot leave right now you can't leave mm-hmm. that's it like Yes, yeah, she's testing like you. She's testing you, and you're falling right into this trap. I'm taking your shit. I'm putting it in my room, and you're gonna stay here. And he does. Okay. I, I like that because I like that. Even though Danielle is not super supportive of the relationship because she's assessed correctly where it's yeah. going, I do like that she's supportive of her friend. Like <clears throat> this is gonna devastate her, but also. Like, you should at least talk it out. Like, both of you need to be grown up. And so I like that she was like, you're going to stay. We're not going to do this running away shit. And you guys kind of handle it like a grown up tomorrow. That was cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're in this relationship and you stay. Like, yeah. you can't keep doing this. Um, yeah. Kyle's in his carbo-loading phase of his drunkenness. <laughs> of drunk. <laughs> like, also, mouthful of uh, chips. Probably. I do these people like I just I mean let me not be a Hannah and accuse them of doing drugs on a podcast so never mind okay. <laughs> carbo loading because he's drunk that's it right <laughs> um at one point he had pretzels and then he went to the bed with chips and I just like I wonder if Amanda's like damn like she wakes up in the middle of the night with those like you know Tostitos have those sharp edges mm-hmm. just scratching her little legs right thing so um, here's the thing if I would like, I don't know why Amanda, like, Kyle seems like a perfectly fine partner now. Okay. He cheated. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. But I mean, like, just his hygiene would have been a deal breaker for me. This, right. is, this is a shoe in a bed, eating in a bed ass nigga. We couldn't do it. Never. <laughs> uh-uh. The fuck? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? I just worry You're like not gonna have shoes and food in my bed. You crazy. Right. I get worried that he's like not gonna swallow correctly before he passes out. And this is really and gonna be a he, whole problem. Yeah, she's gonna have an Elvis situation in her bed. Right. Like, I don't know. 
he and he did the peeing everywhere thing. Like he's gross. Oh. Me, like for me, like I think he's quite lovable otherwise. But the hygiene thing, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be in an Amanda. I would not spend the rest of my life like trying not to be embarrassed by a man who pees everywhere and then wears everywhere. shoes and eats in bed. Come on, that's disgusting. Everywhere. Why does he feel the need to mark his territory? Every because he's short. Because he's short. <laughs> I see them person. They're tiny. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, he's trying to tell Amanda what happened, and and Amanda's like, "Could you imagine? Like every time we got into a fight, I pack my bag and threaten to go home. Like what? Yeah, that's a good point. You know? <laughs> like, that's absurd. Yeah, and Amanda had had although. Amanda did have good reason to pack her bags. At least she didn't. So I don't know. She she take abuse too. <laughs> she does. She does. Um, she says, you know, Lindsay's here. You know, no matter what, every time she has these random fucking outbursts, he leaves, and this relationship will not survive. And yeah, but the thing is, like, like, I didn't like that they were framing the conversation as if Lindsay's outbursts were okay. Like I was. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't have to stay if this person is being awful to him. And she was being awful to him. As much as I love her, everything she did was crazy. It was, yeah. There have been conversations about, like, whether or not Lindsay was abusive towards Stravi. Um, oh, really? I didn't know. I didn't see that. Yeah, online. yeah. A couple people thought that, like, this was uh, too far. Too far. Oh, I, I, I don't. Mm, that's interesting because I maybe if he were if the the genders were reversed, I'd probably have a lot of a problem with it. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the next day, Robert's like, "Y'all are crazy." I could not believe how fucking out of control last night got. And Danielle's like, "Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the summer house." <laughs> I don't want to tell you, dog. <laughs> do so, I? Do we love Robert? I'm so grateful for boring and reasonable in a way that I haven't been before. It's refreshing. I mean, he it's has so the two refreshing. qualities that I like in a man, which is like, shut up and cook. Don't say anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He says only what he has to, and he he involves himself with the with the group, and he cooks and he's smashing mint leaves and getting mm -hmm. the oils out and like he's just you know he's bringing a lot to this way more than Hannah has. He's probably yeah. put more effort in the kitchen in those like week and a half that he was there than Hannah did in the, all the seasons that she's been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. They, you know, we go back to the kitchen. Everybody's cleaning up, and Lindsay's like telling Sierra, "I don't understand why Stravi's defense mechanism is to run away." And Sierra's like, "Honestly, like that's not something for you to figure out. That's on him." Like, why are we this? acting like Stravi's in the wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. She says, "There's no what, leaving." She, just a fight. she berated him for wanting to play beer pong. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you're right. If the roles have been reversed and the genders have been reversed, like this would have been a totally different situation. Yeah, like everybody yeah, yeah. like Lindsay and I'm, I'm 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 somebody who's like I'm not somebody who's like devoid of context. I don't think, oh, you're supposed to just reverse gender or races or orientation to make an argument. Like I don't yeah. believe the power dynamics shift that easily, but yeah. At some point, toxicity is just toxicity, regardless of how ha hard women have it in the world, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's why I have such an issue with, like, Hannah trying to make, like, 
oh kyle yelled at me and it's like well kyle no she's abusing me. that that conversation that we're all having about male female dynamic because i saw you berate him and then yeah. play victim and yep. try to make all of this you know i've seen on like reddit like you know, summations of her appearances on podcasts and stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, she's trying to make this a feminism issue when yeah. it was you're lazy about chore. It, yes. She's using a lot of like buzzwords, like mm -hmm. always talking about how triggered she is. Yes. And, and like, that's, that's just a general frustration I have that, um, uh, people have figured out because, you know, the internet is accessible to everyone and, mm -hmm. It's a good thing in terms of like democratizing information and platforms and things like that. But it also like, you know, makes it easier for people to manipulate others. And so it's like if we're seeing protest language and language of liberation and, you know, just like certain words that are that coincide with certain movements, it's too easy for people to co-opt now because yeah. it becomes Internet speak. And yeah. so she's so now Hannah's triggered because quote unquote triggered because Kyle telling her to do her chores when she neglected her duties feels too much like her dad. And it's like, fuck you. You just didn't like right. being called out. And because you've seen our protest language or language of liberation online, like you're co-opting it for your selfish benefits. It's like what the right does with stuff like cancel culture and things like that. So exactly, exactly. And we know that Hannah's an extremely online person because she's always mm -hmm. feeling other people's jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just really bothers me. Like, I don't really subscribe to the idea that like men can't yell at you and it's just like a complete no no but it, like you instigate an issue and yeah. you can't get upset when people get upset with you for poking them like yes, sorry exactly. Exactly. she <laughs> um, doesn't poke even she doesn't even just poke she full on stabs and then be like right. why didn't you take the stabbing it's like bitch it, like you can't expect people to take more especially take accept more than you're you accept because you no, she doesn't accept anything, anything. That's, that's crazy like it's not like oh she could take it it's like it would like even hannah could have made all of this season more fun she could have because yeah if she were if she handled herself like a nini or a Kenya or something where it's like, oh, I throw shade, but I could take it. And and we're just gonna get into a screaming match. I'm not gonna cry about this. Yeah. Then then I would have, you know, probably given her more, you know, benefit of the doubt, maybe more generosity in how I received her. But it was like, oh, you can't be out here throwing daggers and then be sad when somebody pinches you. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean the point where she lost me completely when all Kyle did was say something. He just said the word dad. She's like, oh, don't dad. talk about my family. Oh, just like, girl, what? <laughs> she had lost me before that, but that was when it was like irreversible. Yeah. 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 Ugh, anyway. Uh, so Amanda and Hannah sit down for a talk and Hannah starts off by saying, you know, like, I feel like last night I got heated and I hate that. Like, you know, I just came off of a fun three days with my, with Des and I felt like I wanted to laugh with you guys about stuff. And it's like, you expected them to be on your side, and when they weren't, you stomped off. Like, well, sorry. So, um, not to, like, overuse the word abusive after I get mad about overuse of words like gaslight <laughs> and abusive. 
But like she it seems clear to me that like to be friends with Hannah, you have to buy into a very toxic dynamic off rip. Yeah. And I I don't know that that's good for her as a person. <laughs> but no. it's, also, it's like in addition to the fact that it's like unpleasant to watch as a viewer and probably unpleasant to experience as like a friend. It's also bad for you as a person that like people can't get close to you until they affirm your delusions. That's nuts. It's really it, it's unfair and it's nuts. It's nuts. And I love that Han- Amanda like stood her ground and is like had a back this episode weren't we surprised loved it I absolutely loved it Amanda's like you know the reason why I got upset last night is because you said Kyle was the reason why Des wasn't hanging out with the group and the guys and then Hannah says you know I only I feel like the only times we fight is because of Kyle or has stuff to do with Kyle but it's like no you start these fights like it's you (laughs) she's actually like these fights yeah right but also this is my whole fiance like thank you this isn't gonna be no oh you don't like some dude i brought around the first time i'm engaged to this dude like i want children to be half of him you ain't gonna be disrespecting my dude and us being cool and i don't understand why she don't understand that right (laughs) right that's so weird to me like isn't that obvious it's so don't obvious. people choose family over friends all the time? Like, I don't understand why they don't understand this. I mean, weren't you just saying, like, I'm going to defend my man the other day, like, five minutes ago? Yes, and yet you exactly. Understand? You know exactly. Like, you literally cussed everybody except for um, Ciara out over death, who you only know for, as far as we know, six weeks. So yeah. you don't understand why Amanda ain't gonna like side with you with a dude that she knew before y'all even met, right? She's got a ring on her finger, girl. Like, hello, you gonna what, go? are you got diamonds for Amanda? Thank you. Like, <laughs> Thank you. like, I don't even know if Loverboy does well. I don't know what their sales look like, but from the way Kyle moves, he feels like a work hard, play hard kind of person. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sitting, I'm not going to be broke and not with this future millionaire, if not millionaire already, because you got an attitude. Get it together, Hannah. Right. Exactly. Uh, So Hannah says, no, okay. So Amanda's like, I feel like you bring Kyle into things as a way to hurt me specifically. And Hannah's like, no, I was just like explaining that I want my understands under my friends to understand, especially like when I just, really don't feel like there's a legitimate reason to have an issue. Like, it doesn't mean anything. So then we see this Wait, montage. can I of, ask you, though, if you believe that? Like, what did you think about uh, Amanda's assessment? I think she's right. Like, I think there's something... I think there is an underlying issue between Hannah with Amanda. I don't know okay. what it is, but okay. I think the only thing she can do is to evoke the name of Kyle and oh you think really that there doesn't... is something just between the women you don't think it's kyle you think that that she's genuinely right about that okay i think i think she yeah i, I do think she's right i think well, i think she expects full loyalty from amanda despite mm-hmm. her fiance mm-hmm. and she's mad at her because she wants amanda to be on her side completely right 
Right. But that's so interesting to me because I guess that makes sense. I just, I thought, I thought Amanda was off in that assessment. I think it's still all about Kyle. I don't think that Hannah thinks anything of Amanda, to be honest, but I don't have access to their backstory, really. But I mean, uh, Hannah I, has said that Kyle told her that he would, that she would be nothing without him. About, no. Hannah said that Kyle said that to Hannah about Hannah or about Amanda? Yeah, about Hannah. Okay. That she would oh. have no if it wasn't for him. Uh, I could see him saying, like, given all the shit we've seen her say on camera, if he said that, I wouldn't be mad in the heat of an argument. I, I wouldn't either. I'm sure he said something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And also, yes, like, you, like you're implying right now, she'd be relaying stories very r- differently. Yes. As we've discovered, yeah. Yes. So... I think she expects Amanda to just, like, fall in line with her because right, right. she feels some type of way. And I think there's, like, carryover anger for Amanda for not doing that. Okay, okay, okay. But she knows I... there's no real issue with Amanda, so it all okay. goes Kyle. Yeah, because I was, I was, I guess the reason I asked you is because I just was racking my brain. I'm like, it doesn't seem like Hannah has any reason to be mad at Amanda beyond what she perceives as disloyalty, but any rational person would receive as the appropriate reaction to the scenario. Correct. Right. So mm, it's, it's weird. It's tough. And I feel for Amanda, but not really, because I think she is not struggling with this at all. Like, she's... No, 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 she's... <laughs> I think she's breaking up with Hannah as politely as... Like, she's yep. dumping the friendship as politely as possible. Exactly. Clear, she's exactly. made her clear, uh, her decision. Yeah, I think she did. I think she did, like, the nice way. Was saying, like, you know... Uh, you know, friendships evolve and it's not always bad, but I feel like our friendship has changed. Like, we don't have one. because Yeah, and <laughs> that was what was silent. I think this is the scene Hannah gets fired in, if Hannah gets fired. <laughs> this is the scene. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I just had a friend, speaking of my friend Lucy, she just texted in our group chat and she says... <laughs> She feels she wants Kyle and Carl to develop a new lover boy flavor called Crash and Burn, B E R N. <laughs> For Hannah, <laughs> Crash and Burner. <laughs> and she said that's today she, she wants them to put the launch with when Hannah leaves the house. I think that's brilliant. Brilliant yes. marketing. Or or uh-huh. uh, or uh, Hannah's uh, wedding day, if it ever comes. Right. <laughs> Our wedding's happening. Uh, I. Oof. I feel like it's either going to be hot and heavy and she'll get married by the end of the year or it's going to be like a quiet breakup because she's embarrassed. Yes, this is my thing. So I'm I'm actually like somewhere in between where I'm I'm nervous she's going to marry that nigga out of spite. Yeah, she's going to marry him like y'all said it was a fake relationship. So we're going to get married and then she's going to have to divorce a dude who she got to pay alimony and child support. Cause he's a Vanessa. Yep. Totally. Somebody asked if, if they were getting shades of Bethany and Jason from this relationship. Ooh. So here's the thing. I, 
I didn't watch any of Bethany spinoffs because I don't like her. So okay. I don't. <laughs> I know. I know. I've I've never liked her, and I don't get what everyone saw. But whatever. Yeah. That's you know. That's just uh, my psychology versus everyone else's. I'm a crazy person. But, uh, but uh, so I don't know if Jason was a grifter or not. I can't tell. So I actually, on my Patreon, did the whole Bethany series. Not because okay. I like her, but because I wanted to see, looking back, like, what, what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I don't think he was like a real grifter. I think he didn't expect Bethany to explode the way she did. I -hmm. think he definitely like enjoyed the little bit of fame that he had, Mm -hmm. that she had when they first got together. Like, Oh yeah, I'll go with you to the Rachel Ray show or we can go to these like us weekly parties. And like, he liked that, but then she exploded and he was like, no, I, okay. I think he was really emasculated by her success. Do and you think that that's a man problem, though? Like, you know, toxic masculinity, feeling emasculated? Or was she, like, actively trying to make him feel small? Um, I think he was in his 40s and was like, I think her success magnified the fact that he was not really, like, passionate okay. about what so that's he was a him doing. problem not her right yes and okay. she really tried to be like oh you should you know start doing skinny girl with me like i'll bring you in mm-hmm. and this can be but our thing together be, she's in charge okay so he's a dickhead but, that's fine yeah i'm good with that yeah yes and exactly. so so we're nervous that uh we're nervous that des is is a dickhead too well, I, th- I think Des is a dickhead. It's just that I feel like Hannah is also a dickhead, so I'm not uh, nervous for her. But now, if you are identifying a Jason-Bethany dynamic, I am starting to get nervous for her. There are shades of it, but I don't think it's going to get as dark as Bethany and Jason did. Like a 10-year divorce? I right. don't want it. <laughs> We've been married for two years, and I'm divorcing uh-huh. you into my 60s? Please. Right. Oh, kill me. Um, But like, I mean, he did kind of say like, oh, I was following her, you know, because I thought she was funny. Like, yeah, some part of him must be like, her fame is intoxicating. There's no way that you can convince me that a 43 year old man who goes to a summer house during a pandemic. Mm hmm to be on a reality show is not using the relationship for a come up. I'm sorry. I just totally. can't believe it. Totally. I mean, the a pandemic, all- you went to a house full of fucking, what was it at that point when Des was there? Cause Rob would, was also there. That's 10 people. Yep. Absolutely not. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I mean, fortunately Hannah's never going to be even a 15th as successful as Bethany was. So <laughs> He can only get so mad at her and so resentful of her. So it's just not going to get that serious. Um, everything's going to fall apart for Hannah in like nine months. So <laughs> that's my truth. Um, I'm, I don't understand how these people bet so wrong. Like her, Sierra. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. I, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I, I just... Let's move on. Okay, so Danielle goes outside with Lindsay to talk about what happened the night before. (laughs) And 
you know, Lindsay starts off by saying, I don't really think my boyfriend likes me that much. And Danielle's like, yeah, I don't think he does right now. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Weren't you punched in the chest with the honesty? <laughs> like, damn. Like, lube me up before you but ram I me it. I know, right? You got to make it wet before you go in. Damn. Uh, um, and then she's like, <laughs> so Lindsay says, you know, like, uh, I'm just confused because I don't really know exactly what he's upset with me about like am i the problem in the relationship and danielle's like yes you are uh-huh. <laughs> and Lindsay looks at her and like Lindsay's what face was my face <laughs> like oh okay uh, damn like okay. yeah it was very like damn but the thing is like danielle always seemed to me like they cast her for a reason there's something we're not getting yes and, and like, I'm ready. This episode started to last episode a little bit, but like this episode started to make me go. She took three years to get there, but the real right. Danielle is finally evincing on camera. It, I loved it. I loved I it every too. minute. And I, I also want to note that they have best friend necklaces. Yes, a rose and pollo. Yeah. <laughs> So cute. So the um, reason I loved it too was because, so part of why I was ex- like disappointed that Sierra turned out to be a flop was because um, there was one conversation that her and Danielle, that she and Danielle had. Yeah, about the hair. Yes. And so um, I, I have been... I won't say that I disliked Danielle. I actually quite like her. I think she's so beautiful. She's like my favorite boring person on the network, I think. <laughs> but it's like her and Robin on Potomac. But Ooh, yeah. Uh, but like um she like I was I wondered and even like I did a guest spot on Watch What Crappens and like before we started taping, I was talking to Ben Mandelker about like <laughs> being um nervous that like uh Danielle's self-esteem is diminished or she feels small because she's the only brown person like yeah. in her circle and that you know going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier where I'm saying like oh you know men don't date us because of sometimes there'll be the like we love her she's just black and that's the thing they can't overcome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if Danielle never was like fully herself or like fully open or like fully a, a fully blossom flower because you know she felt small as a person of color in these white spaces and uh, so yeah. I'm this moment made me I know I think about these people too much but this moment made me go oh has she been this person the whole time and like she had been making herself small for this like white space this white audience or whatever and it was nice to see that like their friendship bracelet or necklace was about Danielle's heritage as opposed to yeah. like her, her inside joke there could have been between Lindsay and uh, Danielle. I know that I was agree. like, that's too involved, but like, no, it, no, I, you're right though. <laughs> it was like, it, it was like, nice oh too. yeah, that's like, this is like the first to me, the first kind of real engagement with the fact that Danielle is a Latina on that show. Yeah. Yes. 
You're right. And we didn't even talk about it. It was like for us to notice, you know? Yeah. Just very subtle. Just like, yeah. Yeah. So, so I do, I am glad that Danielle has a Sierra for that reason, but it turned out that that didn't mean anything ultimately, but I wish maybe Danielle had a Brown person for her in the house as well. I would like to, how do you feel about maybe Jules coming back? I mean, I know she's not, she's not Latina. I don't think, but she's Persian, I believe. Yes. How did you feel about Jules? Do you feel like hashtag justice for Jules? Can we bring her back from the summer house? I don't quite feel justice for Jules. I do think okay. that she was mistreated. I do think that her being brown was a factor. Yes. Um, I also do think that she was a tryhard, but I think she was a tryhard because she's brown and wanted to fit in in a white space and didn't know mm-hmm. how to do so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she's a tryhard in her real life in those white spaces too, but I definitely felt the like oh my god I'm the only brown person in my all-white school let me like try to fit in aggressively like it felt very Mm -hmm. seventh grade to me because you know that's when it happened for me and and so like I empathized with her it was disappointing that it felt like so immature a reaction to that thing but it's like I'm not going to hold the brown person's reaction to being thrust in this weird white environment against them exactly Yep, you're, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. So, and I think it was weird the way they, sorry to cut you off, it was yeah. so weird the way they aggressively bullied her to me. I don't know. It was very weird. Like, why did Jordan, like, if it wasn't it that Jordan was Jordan like, was oh, the dickhead, like, but we all yeah. acted like she was. I mean, I didn't like that yeah. she wanted to make Jordan fuck her. That was weird. But, like, yeah. But, like, it just, everybody's response felt off. And it was the one time that I really hated Carl. Because, like, I, you know, like, Carl has been terrible to women across the series. But there was something so, like, bullying and targeted about his, like, turn, being turned off to Jules. And I didn't, it didn't go unnoticed to me that she was the first brown person who lived in their house. Mm-hmm. It was just very weird how it went from, like, Jordan like, we want to kick Jordan out, but, like, Jules... We hate to Jordan, too. so like, Jules is the worst. Yeah, I was like, right. is there unaired footage of her, like, stabbing right. people? It was so strange. It was very strange. I, I still can't make sense of that. Um, and Hannah and Paige were really mean to that girl. They were. Yeah, they were. <sighs> anyway, maybe I am justice for Jules. <laughs> I don't want her back on the TV, but I, I don't want I her like back on the more. show because there was an actual tangible desperation that I did feel. Yes. But I think that their overreaction to it had something to do with her being brown, to be honest. Yes. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Um, so Danielle continues to hold Lindsay accountable. She's like, there has to be a reason why you're pushing Stravi away. And Lindsay's like, I think... I feel triggered when people need me and I keep pushing and pushing them to see how far I can push them to see if they'll run away. It's like, I'm testing them, but I also am very triggered by people leaving me, but it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy basically. Yeah. And also like 34 is too old to be using your childhood damage to explain away being terrible in a relationship, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I just like everybody everybody's bringing baggage to the table and if you are you know overbearing with yours and not reasonable you're not taking care of something or you don't respect the person you're with 
And yeah. I think Lindsay doesn't respect her partner because she never wanted that nigga. Right. And <laughs> because while she was horrible to Everett, she wasn't horrible to Everett in this way. And in and a lot of times I felt Everett Everett was the first strike striker in their relationship. But like this, whatever this whatever Lindsay is doing to Stravis, because she don't want that nigga. She's resentful because he's not who she chose for her baby daddy, but she wants him to be her baby daddy. I think there's, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. It's like, a lot of people do. It's like, they don't want to break up with you, so they'll just be mean, so that they'll you'll break up with them. Until you get fed up. Yep, exactly. But I don't think... I think Stravi pretends to be fed up. I don't think he's fed up at all. I think he likes the drama as much as she does because there's no way there would be any person who embarrassed me on TV the way that Lindsay did and I would be sending flowers every day and doing a fucking PowerPoint. Get the fuck out. Suck my fucking dick. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here. He is probably... How much money do you think he spent on those flowers? A good amount. Because a bouquet can be like... 70 bucks yeah so like like 70 bucks like five days in a row is a lot of money yeah plus delivery fees and yeah. in the hamptons and in the oh. hamptons i don't know he's found yeah. that when she said to her father oh he's gonna go broke sending me flowers like i felt that like yeah because i've sent my mom apology flowers i need to apologize to my mom all the time <laughs> <laughs> but like like so apology flowers to my mom have cost me a lot of money and um i'm she's not a a girlfriend with redonkulously high standards like Lindsay is so yeah. i'm sure his flowers cost a lot and the hamptons like you said so it's probably the prices are in relation to the incomes of the people around them during the summer exactly he had to spend at least 1500 mhm for a week of flowers absolutely Oof. Oh, okay. I'm getting more than that. To be honest with you, easy, easy. I would say, yeah, I would say probably more closer to two grand. To be honest, yeah. Well, I can't get that back, can you? Um, (laughs) so but he got all this free promo on a TV show, which (laughs) he sure did. He sure did. Um, and he got to look like the good guy because his girl's crazy, right? But you know what? On the Watch What Happens Live after show, you saw that. Okay, so for mm-hmm. the, those who didn't see that, Andy asked if um, Lindsay was still in contact with Everett. Stravi. She said yes. And then Stravi, Oh, yeah, she did. I was surprised by that because Everett's, like, practically married now, right? Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that because I was stalking them one day and I saw okay. that she followed his fiance or girlfriend or whatever. So okay. I was like, okay, things must be fine. But... Um, she said that she blocked Stravi, that there's some legal issues going on mm-hmm. between them. And so stalking her? Like, what the fuck? I, so people brought up that maybe they had tried to live together and maybe this is oh, like a lease. okay, a lease, like a, a lease business maybe together too. They might have like deposited on an LLC or something together. Something. But I just have questions because... Then, did you see the part where Kyle said that he had Stravi over to his house like a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. and Lindsay very quickly was like, absolutely not, you're my brother, you're supposed to be on my side, and 
But I that just makes know me that wonder is. because it's like, did he vi- How could he have violated her that bad? And Kyle didn't think it was reasonable to not still yeah. be friends with Stravi. So it's it can't be that Stravi was that bad because we've all seen Kyle like yeah, freak I, out. You I know, can't imagine. Yes, I can't imagine Kyle being so shitty Dead. that like yeah that he would continue to hang out with somebody who did something so horrible so bad to her but the way she reacted i was like is he stalking because she seemed so like fuck that you know yeah i was like is he stalking her like did he take money from her something but Um, it's like again i can't imagine and even luke still too like i just can't imagine that uh they would be friends with somebody who had violated her in a really deep way but then again you can never trust men because they always side with men against True. women. True. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I have questions. I have questions. Um. So, uh, Danielle asks Lindsay if she really wants to be with Stephen, and Lindsay's like, "I don't know." Okay. It's no. It's no. Um, <laughs> exactly. You want babies, <laughs> and you don't know, right? He is coming inside of you, and you still don't know if you want to be right? with him. Like, come on. Come on. Uh, so Kyle and Amanda get together, and Kyle's like, I'm going to ask Carl to be my co-best man. And Amanda's like, I'm going to ask Paige to be my bridesmaid. And Kyle's like, do you think Hannah's going to be upset? And Amanda's like, I'm sure she'll be a little bit butthurt, but this is what feels right for now. And it's like, even if... Amanda and Hannah were on better footing or any footing really. Um, <laughs> like, like, what do you expect, Hannah? Like, you clearly don't fuck with half of the bridal party. So, do you expect but to I be feel in like it? the main event is me and my nigga, and you hate my nigga? You hate him. <laughs> Sorry, I hope your audience doesn't hate N words. I love them. <laughs> They'll be all right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think she's right. So everybody's helping set up for this, well, you know, wedding, except for H- Hannah, who's um, on the phone with Dez. And I was Liz like, so mad when I saw that, to be honest with you. I got really pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, I really it, It's like, like this, she's is, this is childish. part of the central conflict of the season. Right. You made an argument about chores about Kyle and Amanda's relationship. And now we have a season long conflict in addition to whatever nonsense you were doing with Kyle. Right. And for you and- to not assess, I mean, with Luke, excuse me, but like uh, for you to not assess, maybe even on the last main event of the season, we all know the production schedule. For you to not even want to look good in the last episode. Help them out. Look like you've grown. I mean, not it, me. You gave it, you gave the editors everything to make you right. the dickhead of the season. It's so annoying. And it's like the lack of respect in general is annoying. But like it, as far as making a good TV show, like I'm mad as an audience member. We we needed a, an arc. You didn't even pretend to take trash out after you got called out. What the fuck is wrong with you? Hannah, in that moment, like, she doesn't know it, but she exposed every reason why nobody should stand for her. Because if you wanted to talk to Dez that badly, you could have done it in your room. You could have not done it on the balcony watching everybody else Watching everybody do work, (laughs) and they can hear you being leisurely. Right. 
And then when she gets off the phone, she's like, everybody's yelling at me, Des. I gotta go. Yes, and it's like, they're not... If anything, I thought Luke recounted their exchange more saucily than it actually happened. Because he was like, I told her to get the fuck down here. No, you didn't. You asked her very (laughs) politely. Right. That's Um, why it was absurd. She got very politely asked to help. Yeah. I mean, to... It would give me anxiety to, like, watch everybody doing stuff and I'm just, like, sitting on my ass. Like, that's fucking rude. That's, again, like, my... This is why I probably could never be a person on reality TV. I'm, like, entirely too easily embarrassed. There's no way that there would be camera footage of everyone getting to tell America that I'm messy and lazy and don't help. Mm -hmm. I would, like... Make sure that you don't have this to use against me because I don't need America to think I'm a lazy, dirty bitch. And I just don't understand her lack of embarrassment uh, on that level. You know what? This is making me think. Okay, so Melissa from the real world of New Orleans, hilarious woman. She has a podcast. I love her. Oh, she's she's a podcast? What is she talking about? She has a podcast called Imperfect Strangers, and it's her and another woman named Amanda, and they talk about, like, it's a lot of it's, like, about, like, mothering and being parents and stuff like that, but it's very funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's really funny, even if, you know, like, you're a a child. I don't have a kid. Am I welcome? You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, I probably Um, won't have a kid for another 10 years. Am I still welcome? (laughs) It's an interesting thing, but, um, you know... Melissa's mixed race and Amanda's white and they had one episode where they were talking about you know uh cleanliness and Melissa brought up a very good interesting I think that people of color have a different relationship to hygiene than exactly that's exactly what she said she's like you would never catch you know, my black father letting me not take a shower like that just would never happen because well I think that Exactly. It's like, I in general, not even just with cleanliness, I think about like, um, you know, uh, the uh, what seems to be common because it's not necessarily the common response. But like this, whenever a black person is deviant in any sort of way, sexually, you know, that's why there's such a response to queerness or whatever. I just feel like whenever black people are deviant from the mainstream in a certain way, there's such a strong response to it because our identities simply being who we are is considered deviant. So we don't want to exacerbate the backlash to us existing. Yeah. right? And so maybe that's why, maybe that's also the part of the embarrassment that I'm carrying. I thought that was yeah. a Nigerian girl thing. It might be a Nigerian girl thing in the same way where it's like, I'm black and I don't want these white people to find another reason to think I'm exactly. Disgusting. But mm-hmm. and maybe I should reject that. You know, I don't want white people's or what I think is white people's response to me to color how I behave. But right. there is reality, and reality is what it is. And yeah, I would not be comfortably. She had a fucking huge pit stain in that final confessional. <laughs> right. And like honestly, I was sitting there just like, yeah, humiliation and like embarrassment and seeming deviant in certain ways is a real fear for me. And I guess maybe whiteness and white privilege is the luxury of not feeling like 
you have to represent well as a person of color because they'll hold your filthiness or your whatever deviant, quote unquote, Uh deviant uh, personality trait or whatever against you and everybody you love. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, how many times has Paige Loki said, like, oh, our bed is dirty. It's dirty. dirty and I'm like, but why are you still getting in it, bitch? <laughs> why are you still getting in it? I There's no like, way you can make me sleep in a bed after, I, after I've after i met Dez. Ain't no way I'm in yeah. a bed with her and Hannah. Ever the no, fuck again. Absolutely. No way. No, no way. way. I would bet money that there were just like a couple times this summer if at all that she washed those bed sheets right and the thing is you have an in-unit laundry machine right <laughs> right Listen, you know how i would wash panties every day you understand if i right. had an in-unit <laughs> washer come on uh i would be destroying planet earth no, um, seriously. I would be like, yo, fuck global warming. <laughs> These are my favorite bra and panties. And I don't feel like hand washing shit. Like, right. truly. Right. I, I, I don't understand. And yeah, we're all like, I think what you were getting at is that we're like, you and I as black women probably are raised to be like, oh, we got to be clean. We got to wash everything. We got to wipe up everything. But I think right. there's like a pressure where it's like, oh, yeah, they think black people are degenerate anyway. So we overperform like cleanliness and things like that. And so, yeah, it kind yeah. of feels disrespectful in my face when Hannah is so comfortably dirty, to be honest. And and then maybe that's why I judge Sierra. Oh, shit, you just unlocked some shit for me. Right. Maybe that's <laughs> why I judge Sierra so harsh, because I'm like, girl, you nasty on TV. Yeah. OK. Hey, like if maybe I'll be me- more generous to Sierra going forward. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> That like it, that. I mean, me she's out. really pushing it though, white or otherwise. <laughs> she like, she's really pushing the, it. The messy bed, like I told you, I I do work in bed, but that I feel comfortable with that kind of mess in bed because it's like, yes. well, I'm being productive, but like right. not flushing after you took a shit. That's not some shit I can justify racially. No, <laughs> no. or otherwise. Paige, I mean, Paige said when Dez was coming to the house, Paige was cleaning. She's like, you know, I'm messy, but Hannah's dirty, and I. Yes! Feel like my mom would, if that were me, my mom would call me and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yes. get it together. Get it together. Like, you're and not like, going to embarrass me that, like that. And now that you tell me that Paige is 28, when in my brain she's 25, like, I don't understand why these girls are being dirty in a slumber party, like, situation. That's so yeah. weird. That is so yeah. weird. That is so yeah. weird. I'm, I'm, like, I love female friendship, but I'm never going to be close enough to sleep with you in your filth. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um. In a confessional, Luke says, you know, I'm happy that Hannah's with Des because now I won't be con- uh, accused of leading her on anymore. I don't have to worry about saying hello to her and her interpreting or interpreting that as me flirting with her. And See, this is where Luke is being really clever. This yeah. is why you said Luke is not stupid because... Nah. Let's let's be real. It wasn't you saying hi to Hannah that she misinterpreted. Right. You spent a whole summer making her feel a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. And yeah. and <laughs> I don't know what you said to her off camera. So. Right. Right. But for me, I'm just speaking for me. I think of New Year's Eve as like a couple's holiday. Oh, and- do you? Okay. I do. 
Because I'm at a certain age where, like, I don't want to be at somebody's New Year's party single. Kissing a random at midnight. Unless everybody there is single. Because, like, all my friends are, like, okay, married and up in some ways. Like, I'm not about here looking stupid, standing by myself, dancing on my own. Like, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, same, same, same. So, for me, I'm thinking, why did Hannah not understand when Lindsay invited everybody except for her to New Year's and he went without her? That would have been... Wasn't, that they weren't wifed up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's not trying to I be agree. with you on New Year's Eve. You're not no, in a relationship. That's yep. it. I agree. I agree. Um, but I thought that it was that she was mad that Lindsay didn't invite her either. Well, she didn't. But it's like, okay, well, he left you. Yeah, it's yeah, not- yeah. <laughs> like y'all. No, no, here's the else. thing. Uh, Hannah, again, like I said, like you know, that's why I mentioned the funny girl thing. It's like she had every reason to know. This nigga was full of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know why she. If anything, after the, after the Lindsay not inviting me to New Year's, and then Luke going despite everything, I mm. would have entered the house on eggshells. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. The, there are only three people on this cast who've been there all five years. Right. It's Lindsay, Kyle, and Carl. Mm-hmm. If I got not disinvited but left out of an invitation to a show I work on and we live in the same city, I would have been nervous. I wouldn't have been arrogant. Yeah. I mean, the audacity of Hannah. I mean, mm-hmm. truly. Um, so Paige ends up inviting, or um, Amanda uh, asks Lindsay to be her, or Paige to be her bridesmaid. They get emotional and, you know, there's the whole, like, you've been such an amazing friend this summer, and I always knew you were going to be a special person in my life, but it's been really <laughs> obvious to me this summer. Thank you. Do you know their background? Uh, Sorry to cut you off. Do you know their background? Uh, well, I know Paige is Italian. No, no, no. I meant not ethnic background. Oh. <laughs> oh, like their friendship background. I wasn't <laughs> clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did they meet before... I was asking, I guess, did they meet before Kate uh, Paige was casting for the show? Um, they must have. Right. It sounded like, but then also when she's, we'll talk later. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So then Paige said something fascinating to me, which is that she's never been a bridesmaid before. I've never been oh. a bridesmaid. That surprised you. But, but Paige. It's Why? Why did that Paige surprise you? Because she just seems very like girl, girl, like that. Yeah, girly girl, like white girl. It just seems like mm-hmm. she would have been Paige to me is somebody who would have been in like fifteen people's weddings at this point. I I see why you think that, and I would agree. Except for like we've seen her snarky side, and I see that she would never dress up for an occasion she wasn't thoroughly thrilled about. <laughs> Fair. I I do wonder about like off camera page like what her friendships are like if she has any. You know maybe? what I think off camera page is a very different girl than what we see. To be honest with you, I, I, I think, think so that too. her dynamic with Hannah is probably reflective of who she actually is, as opposed to how cute she is in her confessionals. Yeah, just something about that just seems odd to me that she made it to 28 that pay it's not weird for girls in general it's just weird for Paige 
Oh, no, I think that Paige isn't, I find, I probably, I think that Paige is probably more impatient than we think. And I am, like, Paige is not a New Yorker, New Yorker. She's from upstate New York. But I think that she's probably less patient than we think. I think she's probably more Italian than we give her. Yeah. Uh, I think she's just, I, I do wonder her, if her patience with Hannah has to do with their business relationship often. Definitely. Definitely does. Because she, she doesn't strike me as somebody who is as charmed by things like that. Like, she doesn't strike me as somebody who's like, oh, I want to be a Disney princess in my wedding. That, uh-huh. To be honest with you, her reaction to Amanda surprised me because um, Paige didn't strike me as, like, a softie in that way. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't expecting both of them to cry and like. Yeah, I, I, well, I was expecting Amanda to cry, but not Paige. Oh yeah, she cries it over everything, literally. <laughs> um. So they have their moment, and then Kyle and Carl have their moment, and I thought that was like it made me emotional because I just love when two bros are emotional with each other, mm-hmm. and I like when Kyle's just like crying, you know, randomly. And I, do I like when Kyle cries. I do. It, it's it's very endearing for me, and I know it shouldn't be, but it is. Okay. Um, and it then works Carl- for me. Men, Sorry. men being in touch with their feelings works on me. I know that the bar is it, on the floor, but it works on me. It, it, thank you. Me too. Um, then Carl says in a confessional, you know, like I've always been a little bit behind Kyle, like. Because he's like a little bit more motivated than me and he's had a shit together a little bit more than I have. And, um, you know, like he's for the most part been a pretty good blueprint for me. And I thought that was very sweet. We don't see a lot. I thought that too. We don't see like the depth of their friendship a lot. Like clearly they like each other, but. I I feel like, I feel like, um, I think. Uh, how do I say this without sounding like a dickhead? I feel like Kyle is the big brother Carl wanted. Yeah, and, exactly. And I don't want to say it the way I was going to say it because Carl's brother has passed. But I think yeah. maybe Kyle's a uh, Carl season. Kyle things that he wished his brother was able to offer him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Carl has basically said that like he was. Yeah, there's like maybe. And these are my words, like a, a little bit of a disappointment that like his brother was not who he wanted. Like, yeah, his, that like stereotypical big brother. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like um, I feel like Carl carries a lot of wanting to be led energy. Yes. Yes. And I think he's yeah. like he's he seems very directionless to me in general. And yeah. I think he admires that Carl has a that Kyle has a focus. Yeah, I mean, there's an inherent insecurity to Carl. Carries, absolutely. Um, which is why I find him so attractive, because there's something a little bit I think he knows broken. that if he were short, half of us wouldn't think he was hot. And I think he's <laughs> carrying that with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wish that... Because I know that me. You has. can't have all that chest hair and not be at least 6'2", you know? So. <laughs> I tried to look up, like, a psychopath, what how tall everybody was. Oh, because you tried to check the height of psychopaths? Oh, my God, babe. Well, Why? Wait, is there a height that they usually are? Because I love tall men. What the fuck? 
I'm saying I'm a psychopath and tried oh, to look at okay, okay. how tall Carl was. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. I thought like, you were saying weird. that there was like an actual connection. Because you no. know how like they'll say that like most CEOs are narcissists? Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm nervous about stuff like that. So where you said like psychopathy <laughs> six feet. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> because there's such a difference and I just need like celebrity height whatever website to get it together because they put the height difference between Carl Kyle and uh Luke there's they put it like Aren't, there was like maybe two Luke inches and of Kyle height are about the same right yeah yeah and then Kyle is like significantly shorter than the two of them right right so they put Luke at six feet, but they also put Carl. No, Luke's bigger than six feet. That's weird. That's what I thought. And then they put Kyle at like five ten or five eleven. Luke was six foot, and I think they put Carl at six feet too, which is not at no, all possible. No, <laughs> there's I no know way. TV is. I know TV is weird. I know TV yeah. is weird, but Carl looks six three, six four to me. That's Luke what I think. Looks like six one, maybe six yeah. even, and Kyle looks five five, five six. <laughs> I know that's I mean, awful, but I, I I noticed him and Amanda are like a, a Smurf couple. They're beautiful, but they're tiny. They're tiny, and I know a six four man when I see one, and I see that. Yeah, in Carl. Carl looks six three, <laughs> six four. He looks like he could play a point guard in NBA. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Mm, God bless him. He's um, so fine. It's so embarrassing. So, you know, I I have an anti-white boy rule uh, yeah. since Trump got Trump yeah. got elected. Because <laughs> I can't risk it. But Carl, listen, <laughs> if I stumbled upon that dude, I would forget all rules. You understand? <laughs> I feel you. Um, so everybody's going downstairs, getting ready for the fake wedding, and um. Sierra comes downstairs and Carl's like, oh, you're wearing red lipstick. Like, I really love that. And so, you know, I just have some red lipsticks at the ready. I don't typically wear them, but I have them, Carl, you know, for any occasion. Um, Hannah comes out and Carl's like, oh, did you get a nap? And Hannah's like, no, not really, because Sierra woke me up. And Sierra finally was like, um, do you know how many times I've had to console you this summer? And you were going <laughs> to... Uh, waking you up like that's you- why it's so annoying to me that she's getting snowed by Hannah because it's hey. like you're self-aware enough she knows and yet here we are you can peep game I don't think her reaction to Luke is wrong I think she performed it in the wrong way but I think she peeped game so why can't you peep Hannah's game it's frustrating it's so frustrating uh, okay, so outside, Stephen is trying to help light these candles. He's looking like one of Oprah's cocker spaniels with that hair of his. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> um, Lindsay apologizes for not talking to him earlier, but she's like, you know, I had a conversation with Daniel Danielle, and you know, I'm starting to connect some of the dots for myself, and I just. I'm realizing that I need to stop pushing you to the point where you feel like you need to run away from me. And she talks about her abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. He apologizes for packing his stuff. And she's like, you know, I'm sorry for my, my part in that night before. Um, my part? You are the whole part. Right. <laughs> I think she still doesn't really know what happened and what she did. Oh, she don't remember. Okay. I, think, I don't <laughs> think she does. <laughs> um, But 
she says, you know, I do think that if I learned anything from last night, I think it's that we need to not be living with each other right now. Thank you. Um, that is an adult decision, but yeah. if you want to be affianced with someone and yeah. you think it's a good decision to not live together, yeah, maybe mm, you shouldn't be betrothed to them. Maybe. Maybe. I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering if she went off birth control. If she's not on birth control, like, you're letting this man hit it raw, and he's not even pulling out, and yet you don't even want to live with this dude, and, ugh. I don't, don't like, it is such, again, listen, I didn't say she was a black woman, but she reminds me of my favorite black woman. (laughs) That is nigger shit, to be smashing something raw and not certain. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, She's like, you know, I came into this summer having a timeline for my relationship with Stravi, and mm-hmm. that timeline blew itself right out the water the first time he kicked, he left. And so we need to get back to the city and see how things go. Mm-hmm. And then she says, you know, also, if you leave again, we're done. So just so you know, <laughs> it's out. Um, I, I don't understand, like, Whatever. I've not been in a serious long-term relationship as an adult. <laughs> that implies that I had a serious long-term relationship as a kid. I didn't. <laughs> but, like, I just can't imagine that if I have to present my partner with ultimatums like that, that that's anything worth keeping. I agree. And it wasn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And the nigga sucks. So, right. we're right. <laughs> Amanda have their like first looks and I just thought it was very cute that like when he lays eyes on her he's like oh you look beautiful he <laughs> <laughs> was really cute um he talks about how like how like having to postpone their wedding was actually a blessing in disguise and that they've been able to have this like enjoy their time together and I just feel like you guys getting married is not going to like stop that you know that right like if you guys <laughs> like each other it doesn't really matter uh, I, if you're married or not. I actually, I actually think that, um, I think this episode in particular uh, highlighted for me how traditional some of the guys in this house are. And I yeah. actually think, I actually do think uh, that, yeah, they were lucky that they had to expo- uh, postpone their wedding because I don't think that Kyle would have gotten to like know Amanda better if they were going directly to. Uh, if they were going directly to married and then parents, I think they would. Because, like, even last season when it was like they were on the, you know, bounce back, it's like he was forcing her out of a job. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and, and like, I love them together now, but, like, the age difference does matter to me. Like, I see yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her loyalty. You know, so... Um, I think that Kyle needed the extra year to respect her. I'm annoyed that he didn't respect her off rip because, I mean, I saw in her good things the minute yeah. we met her. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, men suck, so they get to take however long and then they get to get away with it taking them that long. I'll never be okay with that, but it is what it is. Touche, touche. 
Um, so everybody goes downstairs to have this thing. Of course, Hannah has to be like, oh, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Okay, well, maybe you should think about that with the ring what on your finger now, Hannah. What a thing to say. Also, fuck you. Thank you for Paige finally being like, fuck off, Hannah. Yeah. Thank you. Like, like, and it's like the only thing Paige did in person right away. But like, fuck yeah. you, Hannah. Like, fuck you. You like we all know what the divorce rates are. Here's the thing: these people are celebrating their choice. And to be honest with you, I don't think Kyle and Amanda will get divorced, even if their relationship goes to shit. I don't. Amanda doesn't strike me as a person to admit defeat in a divorce kind of way. Completely. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think if their relationship went sour, which I don't think it will, because Kyle seems invested in a way. I mean, Carl, yeah, Kyle feels invested in a way that maybe I haven't seen on TV in a, in a while. But, um, but yeah, I don't think Amanda would let their relationship go, even if it got toxic. But also, fuck you. You're my friend, and you're wishing for me to have the... You seem to be bringing up the negative part or the negative half of the results for a thing that really is impactful to me and fucking matters. Fuck you. Yeah. It's I it just like that. I mean, if there weren't like 75 other examples, that was the moment. It was just like, this is not enjoyable. Like you're just a nasty person. You're a nasty person. It, it's like, Hey, we don't even have to be decent. You know, if if people think that making a good show requires somebody to be the turd in the punch bowl, fine. I'll let you have it. But here we are having the season-ending event. Don't yeah. be a dickhead. One time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and also, you know, keep that same energy for your marriage. How about that? Hello? Exactly. Bitch, you are engaged to a nigga who met you five minutes ago. <laughs> right. Right. Are you, crazy? Uh, you are going to be the most divorced person very soon. Big time. Big time. Um, so then, you know, they do the wedding, fake wedding. Amanda's crying down the aisle. She's crying at the aisle. She's crying over the altar. Amanda's uh, so lucky. She's so beautiful because her cry face is <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> It's so it. opposite too. <laughs> like she, yeah. she will be so gorgeous and then it'll just be like her cheeks smooth in a certain way. <laughs> it's very funny. Let me not judge a woman's looks for her emotion, but <laughs> No, I mean it's fine because otherwise she's like a twelve out of ten. No, know, seriously. And so. her boobs are insulting to my whole existence. Ugh. It's her whole body is just like it's so rude. It's, it's rude. rude, and she don't even look like she works out. She, she looks like that's natural, and it makes her she so weird. She said she does not work out. She just like figured out what foods work for her and didn't, and then uh, dropped twenty pounds like it was nothing. And then now she's got this like botticelli esque body. I know it's absurd, no and it's, she like has curves the way like a black girl has curves a little bit, yeah. which I appreciate too. She's got a little dumpy back there, like yeah, she's got a little dumpy, and she's also shaped not quite like the other women. Like she's yeah more voluptuous than the other girls. Yes, she's sure. not particularly voluptuous. I don't want to make it seem like she's like a plus no. girl or like oh you know that black women can look to her body shape and be like that's me but like no. she just is curvy in a Beyonce in a more Beyonce way than the other women correct correct um 
Carl does this like, you know, he he officiates it and um he's like, Do you guys promise to get married next year? They do. And then Carl's like, you know, two people in love tech usually don't live in a house with nine other people. So do you guys all promise not to be assholes and like let them, <laughs> you know, like support them in their marriage? And everybody says yes, and then we start partying. Robert is killing it in the kitchen. Everything I looks so good. Oh, that, that food looks, looks so good. So good. Although I was disappointed that there weren't more vegetables on the table. To be honest with you, fair. There was like you know like a little watercress on the steak. Mm-hmm. There was, but that was it. It was. It was. Yeah, you're right. You're Why right. people don't um, eat collard greens, do they? But I just wanted some. <laughs> I needed like greens or like even you know like a uh, mixed green uh, salad or something, but there just didn't seem to be enough roughage on that table for me. Sorry. Fair enough. It was beautiful. Though. Although that salmon good. looked good, didn't it? Looked good. The steak looked good. It all looked really good. Um, I would have appreciated a better like. You know, like he didn't give me like a below deck chef introducing the food to me. Oh like, yeah, no. It was a little wonky. I think he needs to work on that. He but other than have that, chef ego, from what we can see. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's like, I, I mean, just that's need- good for Danielle, but not good for TV. Right. <laughs> He's gonna have to work on that. Yeah. Um, so outside, Amanda and Carl have their little talk, and Carl's like. I just, like, you guys have a beautiful relationship. I know it's been up and down, but, like, I see something in you guys. And, you know, you support him so much. And, like, this, seeing you guys has inspired me to want something like that. And So this moment made me think about Carl a lot. Yeah. I, I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like Carl might think of Amanda as the ideal woman and is purposely engaging himself with women who aren't like Amanda self-sabotage shit. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, that's, it's gotta be scary for him, you know, because yeah. if he fucks something like that up, it's yeah. over for him. It's more meaningful. Know? Yes, exactly. So I'm like, I didn't think that he got a, has a crush on Amanda, but I think he has an affinity for her that, you know, is meaningful and impactful and, it was weird because it, it it almost seemed like he confessed, like, I want to get a girl like you. Like you, but he, yeah. But he's clearly yeah. not choosing that way. He's not until me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you an Amanda? I hope you're not that passive. I'm not, but I feel like Amanda and I would be friends. Yeah, I um, think so. But no, I'm, I'm not like her. Like, he's he's going to have to work for it a little bit more. See, the thing is, like, again, this goes back to the men who are attracted to women with big personalities but want to make them small. Yes. I yes. feel like Carl is right. His instinct is to be in attracted to that crazy workist and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Yep. But all these men are socialized to believe that they want an Amanda, which isn't to say that an Amanda is a bad thing. It just means yeah. that they instead of celebrating a Lindsay or a, a Lauren Workus, they're gonna uh, try and break a Lindsay or a Workus and make them an Amanda. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, he, I mean, he basically said, like, I want a girl who's going to push me into being and a make better me better. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I wanted not- to punch him in the chest so hard when he said that. <laughs> and he said, oh, everybody wants females. So he said, female? Female. That killed me. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, why did you have to use the F word? You yeah, used it. Honestly. Um, so then he says, you know, like, I feel like I would be a great suitor for a F word. And, oh. um, you know, he's like, he acknowledged that, you know, he has some work to do, but he's optimistic that the summer Girl, will be. He is on the other side of 35. What work are we still doing? <laughs> I don't know, He's girl. been working since season one. Carl has been working things out on a girl every season. This is the first time we've seen him not do that. First time. I'm genuinely surprised that he did not try to hook up with, with Sierra. I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Not just surprised, but pleasantly so. Because it would have been hard for me to watch him uh, do terroristic shit in a grief stage. It wouldn't have been fun. True. He he knew how to get himself out of the game. And thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Then everybody sits down for dinner. Paige starts with a speech about, you know, when I met you, it was a hot summer night. We both ordered Caesar salad and rosé. Mm-hmm. And I told my friends that, you know, we were, that I had met this like gorgeous blonde and they thought I was talking about my next boyfriend. But I, I told them that it was like my friend. You First know, of all, who fucking blonde men besides Amanda? Gross. <laughs> and second, listen, Brad Pitt is the only blonde man I've ever been attracted to. And it took until I saw the movie Troy. Okay. There was. Interesting. Blonde man ain't it. But. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, but separately. Isn't this. Okay. So I love to look for holes in friendships. This is fun. Um. <laughs> Did this feel like uh, Paige's fuck you to Hannah? It did not feel that way. Oh, for you, it didn't feel that way. Okay. No, no, it did. I, I said it didn't not. Oh, <laughs> not. I didn't hear you. I'm so, so sorry. Um, do um, you edit? We can repeat that so you can get your joke in and then no, I can no, respond. It's positively. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm sorry I misheard it. I was giving <laughs> you the laugh you deserve. No, no, no. Um... I yeah it felt it felt a little pointed I don't know if she meant that but it's also like clearly Paige has been holding so much in yes that maybe she doesn't even know that she's telling on herself okay 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 I don't know something Uh about this speech felt very 
Hannah, I can't say it direct, so I'm going to say it indirect. Right. I mean, when she said, like, I'm so excited to be your real bridesmaid at yes, your real because, wedding. <laughs> for a moment, because because of the um, the way that the trailer was chopped for last week, I thought that Amanda was the one who was flaunting Paige, Paige being a bridesmaid in him. Yeah. But yeah. when I realized that both Kyle and Amanda got to pick and have a one-on-one moment with the person in the house that they picked for their wedding, I was like, oh, okay, this is a TV thing that Mm -hmm. they're having one-on-one moments inviting people to be in their bridal or groomsmen party. Yeah. So I, so it was Paige's speech that told Hannah. And I was like, oh, that's a jab. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wonder why she didn't tell her that before, but Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Another vile moment coming out of Hannah. (laughs) She says, you know, you know, looking back, it was always the three of us, like me and Amanda and Paige. And, um, uh, but this summer I chose to stick up for, yeah. Was it? (laughs) I only seen y'all together as a threesome, maybe four times in the full. Right. Yeah. And, and two of them, you guys were fighting. So, (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, She's like, you know, I chose to stick up for Kyle and Paige chose to be quiet. So I guess this is her reward for not saying what she really thinks about Kyle. Fuck you, you disrespectful, narcissistic, fuck you. That's terrible. Bitch. And listen, um, that's called being a friend. Like, how many of us have had somebody who dated somebody or married somebody who were like, eh, you know, I don't really like that guy. Like, you're just going to let your friend cook because that's their life. You love them. It's not a reward for being a silent or a pussy. It's respect your for your friend's choice. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, and like the notion that you would think that I could essentially bully this girl into picking me over her fiance is absurd. Absurd. It's so stupid and it's so it immature. so just like abjectly absurd. It's like I I what did you expect? And and also like fuck you for throwing Paige on the bus or, like like that. Like the right. you like for you to say that she's only like that this is a transactional, that it's a reward, you know yeah. what I mean? And then like and for you to like suggest that I got I shut up because I wanted to be a bridesmaid. It's like so weird because it's like I mean whatever. There might be some social media engagement rewards for being part of the wedding. Who knows? But I just mean like the notion that I would be so excited to be part of someone's wedding when I've never been a part of a wedding before. For, Paige told us she's never been a bridesmaid, so I don't see her pretending to give a shit about Amanda or her relationship just to be a bridesmaid. It doesn't seem like it's something she's exactly prioritized, you know, being in a wedding. So like the notion that like you can reduce Paige's decisions and her relationship to Amanda to a transactional reward, not reward being a wedding situation is so stupid. It's so stupid. And it's so like, you're really telling on yourself Mm -hmm. if this is how you view it. Um, like yeah, because it it admits to it, like it's her basically admitting that if she had been nice to Kyle, she would have done it just to have a better standing on the show and on TV. 
Yeah. Like she was like the brave soldier that went out and like martyred herself for the cause. What an embarrassing disconnect with reality. (laughs) Girl. Carol, I'm asking you straight up. Listen. Yeah. If you see me embarrassing myself. Can you just shoot me a DM? Be like, bitch, this ain't it. I don't need anything more. Yeah. I don't need anything more. I won't ask you to invest anything more than that. Uh, But if you see me fully living in delusion, can you just burst a bubble, please? Absolutely. And And I I will do you the same. But you usually articulate things, I think. You and (laughs) there's some other woman that we both follow now. But I think she's a friend of yours. But y'all be articulating the thing I want to say. And oh, shy. Yeah, so funny. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, she's hilarious. So, like, I trust you to have good sense. You understand? So, yeah, I got you. Call me out. Don't let me live in delusion <laughs> like Hannah lives in delusion. That's I embarrassing. Got I got you, girl. I got you. It's it's sick, but you it's know embarrassing. What? It's so uncomfortable, and you look like yeah. such a hater because this is such a positive event. You know, right. And then the producer's like, oh, would you have wanted to go to, do you really want to go to this wedding? She's like, no. And it's like, yes, you do. It's like, fuck you. You You know you want to be at this wedding. And you know it's going to be next year's season finale. And you know you want to be part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know, like, if there wasn't any other reason or example of how I know, is that Des brought it up to Kyle and was like, I hope I would come to your wedding. Yes, she's been talking about it. Yeah, she's been talking about it. Exactly. So, fuck off, Hannah. So, then Carl does a speech about, like, I don't know, Kyle and I don't remember how we met each other, but, you know, Kyle <laughs> and Carl. Cute. You drunkie. <laughs> right. You co-kids. Um, Fuck you. I, You're so cute. Right. <laughs> he says, Amanda, you radiate a light that makes Kyle tan weird. And... <laughs> so cute. <laughs> He's right. He wasn't wrong about that. And. No, you know, thank you to Amanda for everything that you've gotten Kyle through. And then Danielle and Robert sit down and they have, you know, the, the what are we talk and Robert. That was actually so, really sweet. Really sweet. I, I like that he said, I just want you to know that I've been putting in like a boyfriend level of commitment. Yes, wasn't time. that so nice? Oh, it gave me chills. <laughs> the reason it like really affected me is because I've been in, I have not had a formal boyfriend since I was 20 and I'm 33. Right. And I've been in a lot of situationships. And mm-hmm. I think part of the fantasy in situationships is like, oh, you're in a situation, but this boy is going to realize that you're the perfect woman for him and like yeah. upgrade you. Yeah. And Rob, Robert is the only time in my life that I've seen a situation ship actually get upgraded. Yeah. And so I was like really excited. It's like, oh, he's in a situation ship, but he's performing boyfriend duties, not because he's greedy and wants boy girlfriend like dedication from the girl without reciprocating, but he's doing boyfriend duties because he wants to be her boyfriend. It was such yeah. a refreshing departure from the norm, and it's embarrassing that that's a departure from the norm. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so then Danielle announces to everybody that she's officially Robert's girlfriend. I'm assuming what happens is that Kyle gets so excited that he ends up peeing into the backyard again. And <sighs> I hate that stuff, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. It's so gross. 
<laughs> so gross. Um, and then I thought it was interesting that they let Paige close out the season in her confessional and say, you know, for as crazy as like an incestual as this whole house is, like I wouldn't mm-hmm. change a second. I was um, like, what an off assessment of this summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I guess. Like, Wait, uh, what so was she on? <laughs> Um, everybody jumps into the pool naked. Thank God. We got to see Carl's cakes. That was yes, a blessing they for me. Were glorious. I listen, mean, listen. Uh, first of all, generally speaking, the things that attract me to men, unfortunately, are uh my unfortunate being my heterosexual nature, not uh the things I'm attracted to, but the last thing I'm attracted to on a man is a thick booty. I feel like that's a feminine quality that I'm not into. But really? I love it. You like a I... thick butt on a man? I, I have a small <laughs> ass, and I think I'm like, I can't abide you having a better ass than me. I dated an Israeli guy, and he had, like, this perfect ass, and it was just like, ugh. I, Wait, I, I've been okay, but is that a thing that Israeli dudes have? Big booties, or was it just him particularly? I mean, I have seen. I mean, a they're close enough to the Middle East. Maybe something slipped <laughs> over. I I have seen a couple of Israeli men men with you know nice ones. Nice and, ones, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know, but it did something for me, and ever since then, like I just have a hard time concentrating when we see the back of Carl. Right. Like, and there's something just about it being in, because he doesn't wear different clothes, but like, it's like something about him being in tight white pants all the time with his thick mm-hmm. booty is so sexy to me, you know, in a way that I've never seen before. I don't know people who look like that. I don't know people who dress like that, but it's yeah. so hot. Uh, it's, it's, I love it. I love it so much. And he, I love that he knows it. He knows he's got a big ass. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. And I thank him for it every day. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts from the episode? Um, I know that I kept you too long, so I don't want to give you oh, super this, final thoughts. This is a real treat. I mean, this bleep. Bre- Breeze by did not I can't believe we've been talking this long. <laughs> no, we've been I, I actually checked my phone. I was like, oh long, how long is that like have I kept out here? Because I was like, oh, the last time I talked to her, it was two hours. Let me make it shorter. And I did not. So I apologize. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved every moment of it and I wouldn't take it back. Much like Paige. Um <laughs> uh, tell I'm telling you, honestly, like I know that it like I, I'm very generous with compliments in general. So I get it if people don't take me seriously when I make them. But honestly, like you make me laugh so fucking uh, much. Like you're like truly like one of my favorite follows. And it's like the things that you laugh about are things that I mostly get or like I relate to. And um, you like I adore you. I think you're great. Oh, the feeling's mutual. I'm blushing right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, tell everybody about The Cast, my new favorite podcast. Oh, yay! Uh, the Cast is a podcast with my friend Jaquise Neal uh, and I. So we got together to do a challenge podcast. So the challenge, um, as you guys know, is the real world, the world, real spinoff. They could drop the real world part 
Uh, so it's just a challenge. But Jackie's and I got together to talk about the challenge, and we found out that we have like such a connection about everything reality TV. So we're now with the Headgum Network doing the cast, and what we do on the cast is like analyze like an historic moment in uh, reality television and cast the perfect reality TV cast based on those clips we saw. So at the moment, I think we've cast you know like nine out of twelve people. And uh, we're still debating who we will ultimately put on the cast. Um, but, you know, if you check out the first episode, we debate a moment between New York and Pumpkin from VH1's Flavor of Love and decide who on that cast uh, it, we would include. And we do it like that, and it's really fun. And we, if we don't cast somebody or if we do, it's really, really great to, like, revisit these reality TV moments. I think, like... You and I are probably about the same age as reality TV, I think. Uh-huh. And and it's really nice to, like, I don't know, honestly engage with the fact that you spend all this time sort of psychoanalyzing these people on your casts or on the shows you watch because you think it might reflect something about you or the world that we live in. And, um, yeah, I don't I- know. I've listened to all the episodes. I think my favorite one was the the band one about oh, the cheese. Oh, really? Box. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's, I, my favorite um, one. that's very sweet of you to say. I think um, what I liked so much about that episode. Thanks for you saying that. Uh, I liked so much about that episode because I got to be fifteen and then thirty three. You know. Yeah. In, yeah. And assessing it, and I think you know. There's so much behavior that maybe I would tolerate, even on this season of Summer House, as a younger person than I do now. And I think if I were 20 or 25, I would hate Lindsay and I would love Paige and Hannah. Mm. And as a 30 plus, I think I would, I'm I'm firmly team Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I am right there and, with you. And being attracted to Carl is me not leaving my 20s. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's I me, make no bones about that. It's me yeah. seeing through him in my 30s and being attracted anyway as a 25-year-old. Yeah, exactly. This is like a, I'm going to do that anyway because that's just the way I am. Like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, like I think, you know, anybody who engages with Carl after season three is deciding he's terrible, but I want him anyway, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, no doubt about that. No doubt about that at all. Uh, what a treat. What an absolute treat, Ray. Last. Thank you for having me. I apologize for the uh, length of time, but I do enjoy talking to you. That was fun. No apologies whatsoever. You talk to me whenever you want. All right. Um, have a great day. You too. You too. Yes. Watch a Black Lady sketch show. Listen to the cast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Please. I love residuals. <laughs> all right. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. <laughs>